Hey, Jeff. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? I am hanging in there. Thank you. Jeff, it's almost Thanksgiving, and we wanted to dedicate this intro to mention all the things that we are thankful for, and if it's cool with you, can we go back and forth like Jadakiss and Styles? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'm going to be Jadakiss. So you're going to go to sleep and not wake up until the episode is over? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start singing new edition songs in the middle. Oh, my God. For everyone who listened uh, to last week's episode, I'm thankful for you. <laughs> yeah. I am thankful, Jeff, for everything that you bring to the table for this podcast, all the booking, all the research, all the jokes, and all your energy. Thank you very much. Well, thank you for that. Mm -hmm. I am thankful for you editing the podcast so that I don't have to. Um, You have put in more hours listening to every um, every vocal tick. Every time that Cardo Got Wings was doing a new voice and you had to adjust the sound on that. All of that, I am thankful for that. All right. I am very thankful for all of you out there who have been listening to our podcast, whether it's been two and a half years, whether it's been just two episodes, and I am thankful for all of you who have hit us up saying, hey, when is Cardi B going to be on the podcast? Hey, when is Mano going to be on the podcast? Hey, when is Mike Posner going to be on the podcast? And it's like all these things have already happened. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm thankful for us already making those things happen. Yeah. I am thankful for Man's Not Hot, Michael, Michael Dan- Dappa, right. yeah. I'm thankful for him doing the interview as Michael Dappa and not as <laughs> Men's Not Hot guy for an hour and a half. <laughs> I am thankful that no one's entourage has left here with anything that was not theirs in the first place. Uh, actually, we don't know if the Migos anybody. All right. Well, let's just assume and move forward. Yeah. <laughs> I am thankful for Joe Budden and his entire entourage, each member of whom has come on this podcast and kept our podcast afloat. That's right. I'm talking about Joe, Rory, Maul underscore underscore underscore, mm-hmm. Nadeska, right. uh, Ice. Yes. We're coming for Tahiri. We're coming for Sin. We're coming for the baby. Baby Budden. I would get Academics. I would get Chops. <laughs> Just anybody within that circle, it does really well for us. Great, (laughs) great numbers for this podcast. I am thankful for 2 Chains who gave us Nah For Real For Real when he responded to our tweet one night saying that if you are a DJ and you cut off champions before 2 Chains verse, you're an asshole. That is true. Nah For Real For Real to all of our real fans out there. I am thankful for Johnny Nunez, our favorite photographer, who came over and was so happy with the interview that he gave us a gift of a photo of Jay and Nas squashing their beef, which we have yet to frame, but we will, and that will be up in our apartment soon. Jeff, I am thankful for the construction workers finally stopping their construction. For the moment. For now. (laughs) Because they were done for two months, and now they're back. They're back! I'm thankful for no sirens at the moment, Mm -hmm. um, but really I'm thankful for anybody who can tell our voices apart. Oh, that is nice. That is always, always a nice thing to hear. Yeah. Jeff, I am thankful for Estelle Mata and Lenny S. for so many things, but especially for making that Rockefeller podcast happen at Highline Ballroom, which we sold out, and you guys should check out that video on YouTube right now. I am thankful for all the friends we've made because of this podcast, whether our guests or people who actually listen to the podcast including your song sucks out in florida drum post malone tyler out in north idaho and on and on and on i am thankful for everybody who joins in on our instagram live and jumps in with comments and questions and is engaged and really appreciates what we do whether it's music whether it's podcasting whether it's live shows whether it's books whether it's tv We really, really, really appreciate you. I am so thankful for any guest that comes on time. (laughs) 
I because especially like you know I want to thank um like Ted Smooth on time. Cardo got wings on, on time. time. Theophilus London not you know, on time. Yeah, months <laughs> months later. <laughs> I am thankful, Jeff, for our neighbors for never, ever, ever having a problem with the fact that we have all these people running through the apartment and screaming AKAs and doing gunshots week after week. Actually, I'm really thankful for the landlords who <laughs> don't know that this is going on uh i'm thankful to anybody who subscribed to fullscreen.com while we were over there and i'm sorry yeah well actually, if anyone's still there because because it's shutting down in january we have outlasted fullscreen yeah i'm thankful that we don't cook for our guests uh, anymore i was gonna say that <laughs> i was gonna say that thank god imagine we had to do a full like turkey episode for this for this week no it'd probably be like salmon we like doing salmon <laughs> for all of our guests anyway uh i'm thankful for this week's guest Ted Smooth, hey, the, the Remix, Remix King. King. Yes, he is a longtime friend, a longtime fan, and we are so happy to have him and his story on our podcast. Man, he talks about pitching in the Little League World Series, learning from his brother DJ Ray Double R. He talks about battling cool DJ Red Alert Woo! and fronting on Kid Capri Woo! and beating out Funkmaster Flex for the most desired piece of vinyl in Manhattan. Woo! Jeff, we get into all of his club bangers like his work with Lumi D. His work with Beyonce. His work with Fabulous and Jadakiss. You know, he has the intro on Friday on Elm Street, their upcoming album, soon streaming on Def Jam. It's hey. actually coming out. <laughs> all that, so much more like the, the genesis of the One Blood beat. I mean, there's so much crazy stuff in this episode. We are very thankful that you guys are here and listening to this one. We hope you'll go back and check our whole catalog. Go to itsthereal.com slash shop for any merch. Go stream our music. Do all that stuff. Guys, we really, really appreciate you. Jeff, when do you want to get into this? Uh, right after I thank everybody for... Oh, we already did that. Leaving a review <laughs> on iTunes, and I will be so much more thankful when they do that. When do you want to get into this? Right now. Yo, what up? It's Eric, a.k.a. Hollow Points, a.k.a. Republican Agenda. Yo, what up? It's Jeff, a.k.a. Dying Motherfucking Legend, a.k.a. John. Yo, it's DJ Tesla, the remix king, Big Dog Pitbull, a.k.a. The Fourth Rosenthal, <laughs> a.k.a. Young Money Shot, a.k.a. The East Harlem Unicorn, a.k.a. 52 to the Booth, a.k.a. Kicks, Watches, and Cars, a.k.a. I Cook Better Than Your Mom, a.k.a. Ty's dad. AKA, you want me to stop the AKs? No, one more. AKA, the remix kid. Yeah, this is the way something is real. I practiced that. Ted. What's up? Ted, what's happening? I'm excited. Wow. Yo, Ted, you got to come in here with the same energy. Though, oh, my you know? God. <laughs> Legendary. Damn. Last night, we went and heard the Freddy versus Jason, or it's like, what is it? They changed it to Friday on Elm Street. The new Fab and Jada album. And they sit down in front of microphones and they're telling about each record. And the first record that they play, they say, is produced by Ted Smooth. And do you understand, like, how many people out there are looking forward to this project and want that real New York rap? And then a real New York producer comes on with the first track and it sounds so New York. Yeah, it's it's humbling. The funny thing is that I submitted that last year. So that that album they were supposed to do it last year for Halloween. Yep. 
And I was all excited And you know I went back and forth with Fab Sending him the beat And he's like Nah You know I like the second part But I don't like the first And we went back again And back and forth And the third time He was like Third time's a charm And I was like <laughs> Yes So I'm all happy And it never happened I was like ah, Fuck this bullshit So I've literally Did they tell you That the album was not happening Or do you just like Get to the day It just didn't happen like, <laughs> Halloween yeah. came yeah. And there was like Knocks on the door For Trick or Treat And it wasn't Fab <laughs> and Jada Kiss right. So I was like Alright It's not gonna happen And I just I moved on I'm like uh, whatever because I always bump into Jadakiss at the gas station up there in Riverdale and I'm like alright I'll bump into him at some point and it never happened so um, I actually have the DM this is why I tell people always check your DMs because you never it may be some weird shit <laughs> but so, right, right here here we go uh, Molly the Martian six weeks ago I'll let you read it. I think they're using the joint for FVJ. Let's speak tomorrow. And then you were very surprised. I said, Freddy versus Jason. You see the question marks. I'm yeah. like, um, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, eh? so then he says Freddy and Jason. I'm like, whoa. So that's six weeks ago. Yeah. So now, and of course, uh, the album is due in a month. And I'm like, <laughs> all right. So I know the process of, you know, sample clearance and you know and i'm like what <laughs> so what i did i can talk about what i did right yeah so what i did what i i'm going for the intro i'm like fuck that i'm gonna i'm gonna go for the intro so um i took uh some of something from the freddy movie right and something from the jason movie and i don't even i don't even fuck with these movies at all i'm like i don't even I, I can't tell you nothing about these movies so i'm like okay so i'm but i know one two freddy's coming for you right yeah mm-hmm. so i go and i take that part as the beginning of the track right and so i'm chopping shit up and i'm putting it on b because you know that those noises the boom boom they're all over the place <laughs> so i'm doing that and then coming at your door where i will never sleep again the beat drops right there so so I'm, I'm thinking like, you know, fucking theatrics. I'm like, all right. Yeah. So that's how I lay the beat out. Then I, I give fab. I don't know. I put, put the beat for like two minutes. Then after that, it, it goes into some weird sounding noises from the Jason shit, which is now Jada Kids' part. So, eh, and then I let the sample play and then I chop a sample and it just starts repeating. Then the fucking beat drops. And I'm like, okay, well, this is the way Jada's going to go. So, you know, I'm basically letting them introduce themselves as Freddy and as Jason. That was my idea. So I'm like, all right, cool, I'm going to shoot for this. I do that, right? Now, these are all movie clips, right? To clear that, it's whatever. So Marty's like, well, it's going to be, you know, too long. So we got to do everything original. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) I I know I can do it Mm -hmm. um, and I can get it done. Um, But I'm like, all right. How do you make it? How do you do original music now to kind of get as close as you can without to the sued. idea, yeah, yeah. right? I call my engineer Choco, which is in LA, and and I'm like, yo, and he's he's busy, right? And I'm like, fuck. So then I call my other engineer at Trendset in Miami. He's busy, and I'm like, fuck. So I'm, I start looking through my phone. I'm like, who else can I call that I know can play keyboards and do whatever? Ed sends me a number to his boy SP. And uh, SP is, is a bad uh, uh, keyboard, you know, keyboard player, but he does Latin music. But I'm like, fuck it. I, as long as I can tell him what I want to play, we can do it. So I, I uh, now this is after a whole a whole bunch of times of us going back and forth. And I get the call like, OK, we got to do this over one in the morning. I get this crib and we're like in this little room. And if you look at my Instagram, you will see pictures of like me in these little studios. And we do the entire thing over. Like, I take the kill, 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 and I make it say kiss, kiss, kiss. Like, I, I did that on a mic. Yeah. Because, you know, we want to do everything over. We do. I get home like around four in the morning. I send it to, to Molly. The next day, Molly's like, 
Yo, I just got word from Def Jam that 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 all we gotta do is replay the original shit. I'm like, yo, you're <laughs> killing me right now. You're killing me right now, cause you know, cause Fab doesn't really like to change stuff. And I'm like, my nigga, oh. I'm like, okay, no problem. <laughs> now I call SP. I'm like, yo, um, what we did, yeah, I'm still gonna pay you, but what we did yesterday, we kind of not gonna use it, right? So uh, I'm like, oh, whatever. So I'm like, but. Now I need you to just replay everything. Exactly <laughs> how it is. He's like, damn, bro, whatever. Choco calls me back from LA. I'm like, yo, I need this stuff. Boom, he gets right on it. You know, and Choco's like a, a he's a he's a super geek. He done did all the Wu Tang album shit like that. But he gets to like the real so of course Choco looks up what fucking violin was played and so he matches it like eggs. You can't tell the difference. Right. Replays the whole shit. I wait two days, nothing's happening. I get a call from Mulligan. Yo, um, the guy, the clearance guy, Def Jam. He's uh, he's a little nervous. He's, you know, we gotta we gotta change it up. <laughs> Yo, now I make a few changes. I send that back. I don't hear from him again a few times. Three days ago, t- I get the text from Fab. Yo, with like eight yo with the the, the, the eight O's. Yeah. yeah. And mind, I haven't been going back and forth with Fab. I've been going back and forth with this guy. And he's A and R and great, you know, he's doing a great job. And he he's in with the yo, I'm like, well, this can only mean that the track didn't make it. Right. Or like it's happening, right? right. So I'm like, fuck. And he calls me, goes, yo, man, I know y'all been been right past ten. He's using yeah. a past tense words. And I'm like, yo, I don't want to hear nothing past <laughs> tense. He goes, yo, um, the, the changes that you know Maul is making and then you know I'm not liking the beat now and I'm like dude what do we gotta do I was like listen I can make I give you 10 different versions of this thing This it's like the first 4 bars right. the guy at Def Jam is flipping out because he's scared to get and we gotta change that now what, he, what Fab doesn't know is that the cable in our house for the past 3 days is fucking off no internet here I go again. I get back on the bike. I'm going to the parking lot to get to my car to try to find internet at like 2 in the morning. <laughs> I get to the parking lot. I just parked my car and yeah. I, I hit the gate. He's like, what happened? I'm like, yo, I got I to gotta do some shit, whatever. Now, mind you, these these dudes that work in the parking lot, they don't know why. I never No, they think you're right. a drug dealer. I'm right, just, yeah. 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 I'm just like, whatever. Um, and uh, so I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think. Where the fuck can I go to get internet right now? I'm like, you know, is this FedEx Star- still yeah. open? Starbucks, Starbucks is closed. Right? Yeah. So and we're in the Bronx, right? So I walk in and I go, by, I walk by the office and I, I'm like, I'm like, wait, you got internet here? And he's like, yeah, my nigga, don't worry. You know, he's just standing like, like, what the hell are you gonna do? So I open, I open up my laptop, I put my Pro Tools in, and I'm trying to get my engineer on the phone, and he's like. You are a producer. And I'm like, I was like, I'm like, yeah, whatever. And I'm sitting telling him who I am. And then he's just standing there like, I'm letting you use my internet. You're going <laughs> to fucking tell me who you are. So I'm like, I'm, I'm test move. He puts the face. He was like, I knew it. I knew it. Now he's interviewing me as I'm trying to do this. And I'm like, listen, this is, this is the shit that people don't know. I said, if you want to record this, like me at your fucking parking lot yeah finishing the first track for Jade and Fab's album by all means he's like nah nah I'm just gonna tell all my friends they ain't gonna <laughs> believe it whatever whatever so I got Chuck on the phone I'm like yo Chuck we need to change this I'm like just play it like this so I- I'm like bang, 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 tell him what to play he's in LA playing it mm-hmm. right and I'm like oh we need three versions cause Fab he wants to pick from whatever so we do the three versions we send it to Fab 
I'm telling him like what's happening. He's fucking laughing, of course. I'm like, God, like, shit ain't funny. I'm trying to make the album. And uh, I sent him the three things. Now he's not calling me back because he's doing whatever. His and internet then, isn't working. Yeah. Right? His internet, <laughs> Fab's internet's not working in Brooklyn. <laughs> and then, um, so in the morning, I get a text from him. He hits me. Then Ma hits me. I'm thinking we good. Ma is like, yo, there's like a rumble in the beat, like a mm, like a deep <laughs> bass. Yo, we gotta change. I'm like, we gotta change the rumble. <laughs> so apparently, the fucking this guy, the, the Clemens guy, Def Jam. He's like, no, the rumble. They might sue us for the rumble. Oh my god. Sure enough, I need four versions of this rumble. It's really like, mm, like it's a fucking rumble. So we pitched the rumble up and down four times, sent it to him, and it's like, all right, finally we're done. And that was I 40 get, years ago. That was 40 years ago. <laughs> and then it took them 40 years to actually make this album. And, yeah, and you yeah. know what, Freddy vs. Jason, of course, it has to start with a horror story, right? Ted Smooth, where are you originally from? 104th Street between... Columbus and Amsterdam. So over here. Yeah, on the west side. Yeah, one of us. <laughs> yeah, I'm from the west side. I mean, yeah. And how long? How long did you? Uh, how many years did you put in over here? Um, I put in over there. Well, <laughs> well, my, my heyday of playing tag. Um, no, well, I I was telling. Uh, I, I confuse your fucking names. I'm Eric. And that's Eric. Jeff. Can we, yeah. can we put names? Okay, yeah, so yeah. I'm gonna just say your brother for yeah, this whole yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I was telling your brother on the elevator. I'm like, I don't have to say the story again. So. Um, I was born in, Sy remember Sydenham Hospital? No. no that's throwback. It yeah. closed. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so I was born there somewhere, I think it's 110th on the west side. And uh, we lived on 104th, right? West side. Mm -hmm. And um, I lived there too. I was born in 71. Might have been 77. Yeah. yeah. Right? The blackout. So we had already gotten our uh, acceptance to Wagner Projects in East Harlem, 122nd mm -hmm. and 1st. So a week before the blackout. So we move in. We moved, like, totally. Yeah. Packed oh. everything up. Boom, we moved out. I got this this amazing picture from, from like, the night before. I, I posted it. I got the underwears and <laughs> just chilling. Yeah. Um, so we move, and about five days into the move, we're like, hey, let's go back to the, uh, to the house to pick up a few boxes. Tomorrow, blackout hits. Two days after the blackout, we go to the... 105, I think it is, to pick up these couple of boxes, the entire building is burnt. Oh. Burnt, like crispy, like barbecue. Yeah. Holy so shit. how close, like that's, look, see goose pimples, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's crazy. That's like, so that was the story. That was the transition to, to Wagner Projects in the East Side. So I've been, then I lived on East Harlem, basically uh, to like, I was, I want to say, 22 yeah so what's it like growing up over there it's awesome east harlem is dope um very cultural very uh very um i want to i want to say segregated but in a good way like you know the black guys over there the mm -hmm. the, the the spanish the mexican mexicans own her 16th street mm -hmm. is we call it baby cancun <laughs> so um so it's very it's very diverse yeah very fun at 22 21 i i moved to the bronx because i just wanted to have my own apartment but i always was in, in East Harlem. Then yeah. I started hanging on 119th Street between 2nd and 3rd in 1985 through sports. Uh, shout, out to, shout out to my best friend at the time, Frank Nitty. He had relationships with people over there and he brought me um, to come play a game of woofle ball. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't think I ever lost a woofle ball game. I'm like a ridiculous <laughs> pitcher, right? So you know, you're we, gonna get comments now, people being like, "Nah." Like, no, I've challenged people <laughs> to woofle ball games to this day. I'm like, no, you cannot hit my shit. Like, there's you're no nice. pause. Yeah, I'm nice. 
So we go to play them and we beat them. Mm-hmm. Then they go, obviously, oh, they right, right, so yeah, yeah. So, then, so then we come back. Oh, let's play basketball. We beat them in basketball. Okay, so uh, let's play football now. We're doing football. I'm like, Liz, you guys keep inviting me back. I might as well just <laughs> hang here. So from 85 to, you know, not so long, whatever, I, I on 19th Street. Legendary. That's where we did the first old school jams. Yeah. All that stuff. So I'm an east side. Uh, K-Slay grew up over there, right? Yeah, Slay. Um, Slay was from, why am I blanking out? Uh, Hunt Fifth and First. I forget the name of the project. Uh, damn, I forget the name of the project. But anyway, yeah, Slay's from there. And then his apartment, uh, as he became a DJ and a lot of stuff, um, was on 118th and First Avenue, East Harlem. So that's where he had, like, all those rappers was coming there. Yeah. Um, to, I bumped into a few of them sometimes. But that's where he had his records. And he probably still has that fucking yeah. apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Slay is from the East Side, um, you know, the Black Raw. Uh, yeah. We, we, have, we have a little roster. And uh, did you hang out at 1199? Um, no, I've never hung out at 1199. What are you doing right now? <laughs> what am you I doing? Go <laughs> Let's go 1199. <laughs> um, well, the only reason that, the first reason and only reason that anybody would go 1199 is to get a chopped cheese mm-hmm. from Hunt for the Hajis on yeah. Hunt 10th. So I never really hung on. 1199, I've done a lot of parties there. They had a venue back in the days um, that was there. So I kind of knew everybody there because me being a DJ at such a young age. So any anywhere in, in, in East Harlem, I'm moving around. Any project, AK, anywhere. Yeah. I know that I don't necessarily have to hang there, but they all, I, I either played ball with them, played basketball with them, football. sports, yeah. whatever, or they came to my jams, they came to my parties. Some way, somehow, I was connected. So I was pretty good. When did you start DJing? Okay, that, well, that's a, that's a broad question. So, when did I, I consider, you know, people be like, yeah, you know, when I was six. Like, you wasn't doing parties when you were six. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. So Well, Swiss Beat Sun is producing at, like, you know, four or five years old. Okay. Asad is the <laughs> executive, executive producer, producer yeah. of right. my life. Right. So, younger yeah. and younger these days. You know? Right, right. So, okay. I'm, I'm going to leave that right there. Yeah. I'm going to leave that right there. So, Asad um, does a nice crab scratch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't forget it. Asad is, is yeah, the publicist. <laughs> I consider the day that I became a DJ mm-hmm. is when I first got paid for it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that would be in 1985. 85 is the first time that I got booked, me, myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I got $150, and it was a Sweet 16. And so I would say since 85. But prior to that, the first time I mixed two records, eight, nine years old, like I woke up. And my brother had equipment already in the living room from a house party. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, shit. I'll do anything for you in good times. I've seen this shit enough. Let me. And I mixed the two records. And I was like, oh, I was hooked. <laughs> was your brother pissed that he used his equipment? No, my brother was never, ever pissed that I like, used That's his dope. box. Yeah. None of that. Um, and you, you segue me into, into a whole other interview. But, um, yeah, he, he only had an issue when I became competition oh to him right yeah. later on in the year so he was so, DJing yeah you guys know who my brother is no, no. my real brother no you want to do a drum roll or do we just because y'all gonna be like no way um you guys heard of uh the legendary mixtape uh era djs g boda pro and double r yes Double R is my real brother. Is your real brother? It's my real older brother so no kidding you were DJing at an early age right yeah. so I I, I just said this I did somebody sent me an interview through the computer I I was there was no way I wasn't going to become a DJ just based on 
him being a DJ, right? And then the DJs that influenced him, like DJ Smiley, Ozzy G, that did the house party. So now I'm five years old, and I got four older sisters, one older brother. I'm the baby, and they have to take me to this party. So my, my mother's <laughs> like, you're taking the brat with you. So I'm I'm five, six years old you're, in you're house brat, parties yeah. with adults. Mm-hmm. Were you, know, you absorbing? No, I was... Not in those parties. At that family parties, mm-hmm. I, I I used to get money. I would I would like dance. There's a specific dance that this was. I don't know who made this name up, <laughs> and I don't even know how to spell it. So when we were when I was younger, and we used to do the house parties in the Dominican household. It always gets to that point when the little kids go, <laughs> and I I made up this dance. No, I think my brother gave me said the name, and I don't know why. He called the dance the Freaky Pache. I don't know why, <laughs> but it was a dance. It really hurt my knees because I would try to do it for you now, but it's just not going to happen. <laughs> so I, I, and everybody would wait for me to just have them and do the Freaky Pache dance because it was like some other shit. So I'm like slamming my knees on the floor and jumping up at the same time. It was crazy. So I know they, they kind of saw the pain mm. and the money would come out. Like, <laughs> yeah. you just fucking dislocated your kneecap. We're going to throw a couple yeah, of dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would literally like make a little make, make a little $20, $30 at the house parties when I was young. But then these house parties that I was getting influenced by looking at these turntables, I was like, fuck, like... It was dope, and then when I finally mixed those two records, I was like, "No, I could do it." Like, so, is yeah. it is it the the entertainment aspect? Is it like getting that attention, knowing that you're like running the party, or is it like the music? Where's a little bit of both? I mean, it's everything. You, got, I mean, in the beginning, it was just like, "Wow, I'm hanging out with the older people," right? And then it goes from that to, "Wow, um, people are actually calling me to buy my mixtape." Like, I gotta let let me let me make these copies and I, my my red mongoose uh mini mountain bike is is legendary in east harlem because <laughs> that shit i will go everywhere with that and i would take the two you know the tdk cases yeah that came with the 10 tapes it looked like 20 yeah. but they do the sucker shit they put 10 tapes <laughs> and then and then cardboard yeah, yeah, yeah. so i would have two of those <laughs> one on each handlebar with tapes with mixtapes riding through tainos everywhere ten dollars a pop ten dollars a pop for the hustlers it was 20 yo put my name <laughs> yeah. in it 50 so that's that's a high. That's like an acceptance, you know? Yeah. And then at the same time, I'm like hearing DJ Starchild, may he rest in peace, and listening to Brucey and Capri, and I'm like, wait a minute. Like, these dudes are like at these parties, and they're like telling people on the mic, like, yo, put your hands up, and they're doing it. Like, I was like, no, like, I, that's what I want to be. Because you got to understand, I was already hood famous because of the sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, at 12 years old, I pitched in the Little League World Series in, in, in Puerto Rico. Like, I'm, I was nice. Wait, were you, like, actually 12, or were you, like, Danny no, Almonte I 12? No, I wasn't Danny <laughs> Almonte you, like, 12. 35. <laughs> actually 12. Listen, my brother taught me everything. My brother was the best older brother. Like, taught me, taught me how to throw a curveball. Taught me how to throw a screwball. Like, I was I was throwing these pitches at, at in Pee Wee League, and it was like, who the fuck is this kid, and yeah. why does he know all these pitches? So, I learned everything. I'm the little brother. I'm, yeah. I'm, the little brother's always... Better than because you learn. That's what I tell Eric all the all time. The time, like you're here. That's why you have to have. Yeah, you like, and it's great. So, <laughs> so, so that's kind of what happens. So, you know, it's it's a it's a it starts just the layers start as you get older, and now you're like, oh shit, I make, I gotta quit my job. I'm DJing seven nights a week, and working at the Banana Republic Warehouse on 70th in Columbus. I got to tell you what my day was. At 18, 
This is my schedule. Wake up, eight, seven in the morning, eat breakfast, ride my bike, the Mongols, the Red Mongols, yeah. all the way to the west side, 70th in Columbus, to get to work by eight, work eight to five, leave, get home by six, eat dinner, get the equipment, go do Quasimodo's. Until? Four in the morning. <laughs> Bring the equipment back. Eight in the m- I did that for two months. And and finally, and I always give this guy a shout out because he he, a lot of you know when you get to that crossroad, a lot of people don't get that that support and and they in hindsight sometimes they make the wrong they it's fifty fifty yeah you don't know yeah so now I'm like I'm eighteen I'm like damn I don't want I'm not quitting my fucking job fuck that this DJ shit could end tomorrow right so my manager this time Hector. He, uh, that's the most fun job that I've had, <laughs> first of all. So we distributed all the clothes to every Banana Republic, right? Um, and everybody had a workstation. You stand up, and it's like a big table, and we'll, we'll unload an 18-wheeler of fucking boxes. And it, so it's a railroad, right? So you, everybody can talk. So we're snapping. It's <laughs> the most fun job. Yeah. So Hector is at the table at his desk, and he can look. He can see everybody, right? So I'm sleeping, standing up. With, with clothes in my hand <laughs> So he looks And he's like Come here man Come here man And I'm like Fuck This nigga caught me So I go sit down He was like Listen man Like I see what you're doing Like we get the mixtapes Like You're doing your thing He's like And I know you really don't wanna He was like Yo as long as I'm here As long as I got a job You got a job bro Go Go Don't worry about it man. And I'm like What Took the parachute off Haven't looked back Right but the funny thing is, two weeks later, he quits. <laughs> two weeks later, he quit to be a fireman. I'm like, damn, like that shit wasn't even a real deal. Like, well, if you ever get stuck in a tree, I just, yeah, 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 I just got so, you. So, so I say that to say, um, he, you know, he gave me that that push and that confidence to be like, you know what? And it was uh, tech. Apparently, it was a good decision because. I'm still a DJ. I still love what I do, and, yeah. and I just happen to get paid for it. It's a blessing. So, but growing up, you had uh, how many sisters? Four sisters. And you had how many brothers? One brother. And you're the youngest. I'm the baby. Out of all of them, I'm the brat. Um, that, my name was the brat for a long time. And and you had your mom there. Uh, my my mom raised all of us. Yeah. Your dad by was, herself. Your dad wasn't around. He used the. Uh, you see, you see my Father's Day post this year on Instagram. No. Oh, there were people crying. Yeah, my dad was a sucker. He was, I don't, uh, you heard the premium Peters? I did, yeah. Okay, so you, so yeah, it got real, and and Pete's looking at me like, are you really? And I'm like, yeah, like, no, I, yeah, Yeah. it's that that bad. So, what I've done was, I've, I've turned that bad situation into, I I broke the cycle, because that's why I'm the dad that I am, to tie. Right. You feel me? So, so. If you go to your website. Oh, yeah. It says, uh, DJ. Um, I forget what the middle Profe- one was. Professional dad. But professional dad <laughs> was the was the last part there, and yeah. that's that's right up there. The so same level. I've yeah, my, my, my dad. I, I don't, I'm saying dad because I don't even have another word. But he was a sucker, right? And you know, no one should do that. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever happened with you and my mom, like that got nothing to do with that. But your mom was doing both jobs. Absolutely, she's my mother's the truth for all your sisters. What? Well, what? Well, it was. And you. It's it's four of us blood related. Yeah. Is, my brother and my sister Rosa, they're twins. Yeah. And then my sister Rena is under them, and then I'm the youngest. So it's four of us in the house. And then my dad had a daughter from another uh, um, woman. I don't mm-hmm. even remember her. Mm-hmm. She's older than everybody. So she would be in the house too. And then 
um, you know, we're Dominican. So in Dominican Republic, uh, I have two sisters named Rosa. Mm-hmm. You're like, why, why, why would that ever happen? So there was a lady in, in DR that had like 15 kids and she kept on having babies and she couldn't take care of none of them. I don't even understand why she would do that. So my mother took a liking to one of the kids and was like, listen, like, I'm just going to take her. Like, you, you can't. And the lady was like, thank you. Like, you know, so that's my other sister. Wow. Her name is Rosa. We call her Tata. So in total, it was six. So my mother put all four of us Catholic school. You know, we none of us have any habits, drink, smoke, none of that. Like, my mother was just a G. Like, and she, she hustled, man. She, My mother would have the whole East Harlem, like, buying curtains from her. Like, my mother's a hustler. Like, she sold. She's a seamstress. So I said this, I think, in another interview, you know, when the Hawaiian suits were in style. Yeah. No one, no one could fuck with me with Hawaiian <laughs> suits. It was like, I, I'm like, Hawaiian suits? Like, my mother got the fabric. She's, she's making them right there, like, in 20 minutes. So before a big party, like, everybody cut, yo, they'll bring the fabric. Yo, make me this one. And she would, like, come back in 20 minutes, make a Hawaiian suit, selling them $20, $30. So my mother, she's just a G. She's a G and and... and can't so, say nothing bad. Like, not not only did she have to support you guys, um, you know, money wise, making sure you were on schedule, making sure you were straight, all the everything. Uh, she supported your your goals. Yeah. Well. Well. It, it was. It was. Eventually, you know, she she had to give in, right? And and I'm gonna say that because it was a little annoying to her, right, at three in the morning that. <laughs> Me and my brother in our bunk beds in a room listening to fucking Special K Teddy <laughs> Ten. <laughs> you know, awesome too. She, she well, did not want to hear that? No, is she that because she, she was an Ice T fan? And she was like. <laughs> <laughs> she, she liked uh, Johnny Ventura like, and Wilfrido Valga. That was her people. So, so you know, we would wake her up and, you know, it had nothing to do with DJs. It was just a culture. Yeah. You feel me? And it was like, you know, we, we took a few ass weapons and, and but we had to tune in. Like, it just wasn't what it was. So, eventually. And a lot of and a lot of people that are uh, I guess in in careers that um that the parents don't really see happening, you know, it always gets to that point where it's like, okay, well, I'm paying all the bills now, so uh, what what's there to complain about? You dig what I'm saying? So I think my mother always loved what we did, like always. She just didn't like to the 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 bothersome energy that came with it, right? Rolling in equipment at four in the morning <laughs> in the house, she's she gonna wake up. Yeah, you know, yeah. nobody likes to get woken up. So, so she didn't like that part. Um, but you know, it just became a little easier. So, my Rosa is the first one to leave the house. She which re- Rosa? Tata? The no, my real sister Rosa this is the twin. Mm-hmm. Um, so she Morena. We're just gonna say all nicknames right now. <laughs> So, so La Morena moves to Florida, right? She's gone. My sister Rina, um, her nickname is Mio Soti or, or, or uh, Soti, Soti. Mm-hmm. So she gets married, whatever. She moves out. Brother moves out. So it's just me and my mom at this point. So, and I'm running and gunning. I'm, yeah. I'm getting money. We're doing whatever. So I'm like, okay, well, shit, I'm... All right, I'm paying the bills. You you don't got to work no more, whatever, whatever. My mother never stopped working. She just loves working. Um, and then we had the sewing machine in the house, so she's she's never gonna stop working. Yeah. Um, so it became a little easier for her to accept. It's less noise. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm a little more careful now how I move. Now it's like I got a storage now, so I ain't got to bring the equipment back to the house. So I understood and I respected that space, and then just got to the point that you know she had to accept it. I'm, I'm not. 
I'm not going to jail. I'm not doing nothing stupid. I'm not out there. You got a pretty cool fucking son. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So never no resistance like that. It didn't know? mean that you had to be like, you know, like Hector and become a fireman. You didn't right, have to like right. be a lawyer. You, right. She was cool with you being a DJ. It, and it was, and I've always been, uh, and I, I, I knock on wood and I've and I been thankful every day. I've always been around older friends. I'm always the youngest guy in the crew. And they really like, you know, I've had my moments. I, you know, Frank Nitty calls me one day. He's like, yo, come to the house. And I'm going to go to the house. And he has an A for crack. And he's like, yo, just help me put this in the little bottle. I'm like, okay. Not knowing that, you know what I'm saying? Like, so when I found out what I actually did, I'm like, my nigga, I can't be in your house bottling crack with you. Like, that's crazy. So I've had my moments. And it took for these guys to be like, yo, 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 like. Nah, like, you know, stay, stay straight. Right. We, we see your talent. We see, you know, if there's any issues or whatever, we'll handle it. You well, know, and I've been blessed. let me just say, like, if you want to pursue that crack career, yeah. I'm going to encourage you because <laughs> okay, I want you to follow your dreams. Okay. That's good support. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. nice there. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. What top do you want? Uh, what color? <laughs> Are we doing blue, red? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, blue because, you know, I yeah. want my own personal brand. Right. Um, so I've but, been blessed. But, okay, so... um. So you do the Sweet Sixteen right. party. How was your first gig actually go? Um, and are you Ted Smooth? I went to Holy Rosary Catholic School till I was to the uh, sixth grade. Then I took a test to go to uh, Isaac Newton, which was like the first science and math unit high school in Manhattan Center on 116th and Pleasant. Passed the test. I go there. From there, I naturally I want to go to Manhattan Center because. My sister Soti, it was she was in the first graduating class of Man Center. She was all city in baseball. I knew all the coaches. I knew all the, I'm like I'm in my hood. My mother wasn't having that. She was like, No, you're not gonna be bringing girls and you're not doing none of that. She makes me take the the, the specialized school test for Stuyvesant Bronx Science in Brooklyn Tech. I you go nerd. <laughs> listen, I go, I take the test. I. I take the test in like five minutes. Why? Because I'm just doing like this. I'm putting anything down. I promise you, I passed the fucking test <laughs> to go to Brooklyn Tech. Guess what school I'm going to? Yeah, yeah. I'm in East Harlem. She makes me go to Brooklyn Tech. How long is that train ride? 45. Oh. In the middle of the Decepticons of, of that culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, so my, one of my best friends at the time, Andy... Age of 106, he, uh, his mother does the same thing to him. So I'm like, yo, if you go, I go. Yeah. We go. Super duper fast forward. Now I'm on the uh, junior varsity basketball team. And I'm going against this kid, Lamont Jones. We, his nickname is Tick because he was real little, but he was really <laughs> good. He, Charles Jones, the professional basketball player, mm -hmm. that's his older brother. Right, so Tick was his older pet, brother. Yeah, Tick is older brother. So, okay. so we used to send Charles to the store, like go get us some bagels. <laughs> like it's crazy. So, um, so I'm going at it with this kid in JV, and um, I'm not gonna say who got the best of who, but we was going <laughs> at it. So then the, that that season is over. Next year, he goes to like five star camp or wherever he went, and I'm I'm in the hood. I, my mother ain't got no money to send me nowhere. He comes back, fucking five inches taller. Like, and he's a machine, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so now, he's not even tick no more. Like, I'm the fucking tick, right? Right, right. So, Conrad McCray, may he rest in peace. Um, I don't know if you're in basketball. Uh, McNasty. Mm -hmm. Conrad McCray passed away. That was my best friend. One of my best friends in high school. So, Conrad, as a freshman, he could barely walk. He was so clumsy. Six, eight. 
So he goes to camp two, comes back, and now he's nice. So now we're in practice, and me and Tick are doing one-on-one drills, going at each other. My first nickname was Star. Conrad gave everybody nicknames. Mm-hmm. He called me Star because I'm the only white, light-skinned kid on the fucking team. So yeah. I stand, I shine, right? Mm-hmm. Star, that's my name. And then my other nickname is Tetster because I used to write graffiti. Mm-hmm. We going at it in the drills. I do a move on Tick. Ah, they all go crazy. Conrad six <laughs> nine. He's a clown. Oh, he stopped the practice. Oh, you the smoothest Puerto Rican I know. Mind you, they know I'm Dominican. You the smoothest Puerto Rican I know. You Ted Smooth. Okay. So I got the name from from sports. Yeah. Like no one. I don't think. I don't even think Pete asks. So I got the, the. So you know me. I'm from all them Ted Smooth. The next week I got a fucking jacket. Yeah, yeah. Ted Smooth. <laughs> So that's where I got the name. You have it stitched into your Hawaiian suit, right? Yeah, no, I, I didn't. Really, Olaf wasn't open then. So um, so so I'm already test move by default through sports. So naturally, when I go do the Sweet Sixteen, I'm test move. I'm so glad you weren't like Ted Ice or that something like been that. Would have been horrible. Like, <laughs> that would have been horrible. So so I already was um test move, and the advantage I had was, here we go again. I got to shout this girl out, Autumn. Shout out to Autumn, I love you. Um, she was a Jamaican girl that went to school at Tech too. She played varsity female ba- basketball. So at the lunchroom, you know, the basketball team hangs together, whatever, whatever. And um, we used to, I used to trade tapes with her. She used to give me the the rockers and even reggae. It's rockers. So she would give me the rockers tapes, and I would give it her. Right? We had that little relationship. So I'm coming home, and I'm like listening to fucking. All afresh and two year old and animal belly. And I'm like telling my brother, like, yo. And he's like, ah, oh, listen to that trash. Oh. <laughs> you know, at that, at, at that time, house music and freestyle music ruled. Yeah. Right. My brother was the god. Let's never get it fucked up. Yeah. The god of that shit. So, unfortunately for him, that from almost like one day to another, that fucking music just vanished, mm-hmm. right? So all along, I'm collecting. I'm going and buying my little records, buying uh, One Blood and yeah. up 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 on Two Forty First, yeah, and and uh, you know, and, and Gun Hill. And now I got a little stack of records, and then I got my little stack of hip hop. You feel me? Yeah. So now when shit hit the fan, mm-hmm. and my brother used to let me um, like finish the party, he'll be like. I go ahead, play your little garbage. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so I come my one crate, play my little reggae, and do my little set. So when One Blood comes out, who has the record? Who has the records? I do. You hey, have the garbage. I have the garbage, <laughs> right? I have the garbage. So now, naturally, people are hearing me like finish off these parties, these house parties, and they're like, but wait a minute, he's the one that got the shit. Now yeah. that's the shit. Yeah. So naturally, now they're calling me. You feel me? Yeah. Before it was. Double R's little brother. Now there's like, no, we want Ted Smooth. Ted Smooth, the garbage man. Right? The garbage man, right? (laughs) The garbage compactor. So, so I had the advantage. And to me, that I've, I've had several, uh, you know, uh, changing life, right? Changing Mm -hmm. moments in my life. And I think that's one of them because I I ruled East Harlem. And you know, you, I'm sorry. Do you own two of those records at the time? Are you, like just keeping it going. No, or? And, and with reggae music, you don't buy two records. So 
great, right? Because you don't go back and forth with reggae records. With the hip hop, you do. Mm-hmm. But again, I wasn't doing enough freaky pacha performances to <laughs> to buy doubles, right? So, so, so I, I, you know, I had like I may have had a double of yes, y'all in whatever one of the Bismarck records, yeah. and and I might have like, found it somewhere on that, but no doubles, no nothing. Mm-hmm. We just party. Yeah, you gonna hear one record, another record, and we gonna party. So already. You gotta understand. I, I'm I'm seeing Ozzy G, Smiley, my brother, rock parties. So I'm like, guess what I'm gonna fucking do? I'm gonna rock parties. I wasn't around to scratch, and I wasn't around that. I was too young to go go see Flash, go see these guys. Grand was dead. I was too young for that, so right. I didn't. I wasn't influenced by that. So I'm doing these parties, and it was it was it was over. Like, Are you nice on the mic? I've been Ted Smooth since since I was 15. You got to understand, the mixtapes I'm listening to are Star Child, yeah. Brucey, Kick Capri. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm saying to myself, well, I can't, I can't say what they're saying because that's their stuff. We can't bite. But I know I want to do that. So I got to figure this shit out. I got to figure out how am I going to do What the fuck? Mike is not illegal, right? And moving forward, right, to some of the... Uh, club days, early 1920, 1920 years old. Um, the and I'm gonna say this on record because it's the truth. Um, none of the Spanish Latino DJs dared to to talk on the mic because they didn't want to. They were scared of the backlash. Oh, they're gonna say this. I'm, I'm talking this fucking mic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And and I opened the door. You can ask any of these guys. Quasimodo's, 1992, 92nd Street, 2nd Avenue. They, they all there lined up like this, watching me fucking become this animal and making it okay, making it ex- acceptable for any fucking deal, no matter if you're Spanish, because that's what we was dealing with. We was dealing with, it was hate, and it's just what it was. So I opened that door, you feel me? And, I, and I've always been outspoken. I've always been like a leader. I've always been like, I want to be different. You feel me? Like, I, I want to be different, so... Oh, none of y'all niggas talking? Watch this shit. <laughs> and I'm grabbing the mic and I'm talking. So I've always had this personality yeah. since the Sweet 16. You were the loudest Puerto Rican. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the loudest Puerto Rican. Yeah, I'll, um, yeah, I'll give you that. Have you had a situation? Because at, at, at that point, you're bringing just a certain number of records, right? Like only yeah. a certain number of crates. I had one crate. One crate. Only so many records in there as you can fit in there. What if someone ahead of you plays the records that you want to play during your set? Well, back then, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was one DJ. It was one DJ. You ran the whole night? It was one DJ. And listen, my crate, just hold that thought. You want to write it down. Let me just give you one that, the first time I met Red Alert, Sunny Acres, Upstate Sunny Acres, it was like this fucking lodge. I don't even know. They used to do all, I used to do all the college parties up there. So shout out to Frank. This is another Frank Nitty. Frank Nitty used to do the parties up there. And he, we used to do the, the parties at, at the college. But then they wanted to party longer, whatever. So we're like, you know, we're going to book this ranch. It was like a fucking ranch. <laughs> and and um, we're going to, uh, to do the party longer. So they booked me and they booked Red Alert. So I've met Red Alert, right, prior to that at the Funk Hut. 
but he signed my my Stanton Matt right. <laughs> so, but I never played with him, much less have a fucking conversation with him. So I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> Again, I'm from Harlem. I'm okay. That's <laughs> red, but fuck that. You know what I mean? Like he gonna have to, right? So we're in Sunny Acres. I, I wish I had video. I got a picture. I don't have video, and it's it's like a fucking lodge. It's just like there's a makeshift. So the the DJ booth is someone's room. It has a bed in it. <laughs> A big ass plexiglass, right? It's like it's like a like a six foot big plexiglass. It has a bureau, a bureau. What bureau? A, a, well, in Spanish. Oh, uh, I uh, never know what's the other. What's uh, the biblioteca? See, si. <laughs> no. <laughs> Everybody press your SAP button. It's a. Uh, where you put your clothes at? Uh, oh, what's yeah. It, what's it in English? What? Eric won't know. Um, in no. English, yeah, it's a bureau. A bureau. Oh, okay, yeah. Same yeah. Okay, yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. We didn't have to ask Siri. Um, Como se dice bureau? Yeah. Bureau, right? Yeah. So, so there's a bureau there. The, 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 clearly, someone sleeps there. Right. So I went from the one milk crate to now I've graduated to the the one big red crate that had the wheels, but it weighed like. 200 pounds <laughs> so you got to pick your poison you're either gonna carry more records with the wheels or so i had my you know my niggas with me so we was all carrying it so i show up with that red shows up with like i'll probably call him on the phone and, and see how many crates exactly yeah <laughs> red shows up with like i want to say at least six crates <laughs> right so i'm like all right <laughs> no problem we're gonna go so the party is to like Five in the morning, like it's it's, it's, a, it's a late party. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, so I gotta I gotta strategize my shit, right? So I always just because I'm competitive, I'm like, you know what? Let's go set for set, right? It's just so we don't go through the uncomfortable. Yo, who opening? Yeah, you know. Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. fuck that. This this, this this my fucking moment. This is my uh, I, I'm the one that does the parties up here, right? Whatever, mm -hmm, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I gotta protect my territory. Um, real quick, how much crack were you on? <laughs> How much crack was I on? Right. Because you got to be kind of ill to, to look at Red Alert like, what's up? Well, also, Frank Nitti was there. So right. I and Frank Nitti was there. No, there's the other Frank Nitti. Oh. The other Frank Nitti. <laughs> um, so, so check it. So um, I get to talking to Red Alert, and he's like, all right, cool. You know, we, let's go out for out. However you want to do. You tell me when you want. We go back and forth. So we rock and we do the party. That's a that's a power move by uh by Red. Right, right. 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 Yeah. He knows. Whatever you want to do. Right. Yeah. So yeah. we rocking, and we kill the party. So. At the at the end of the night, and please, if anybody has, because I know somebody has video. Of the, I know somebody has videotape of this. At the end of the night, we're in this fucking bedroom, right? And every, the lights are up. Everybody's kind of leaving. The whole thing was like, let's go outside. Let's go see where the chicks is at. So we kind of packing up. You know, I'm putting my records back in my thing. Red is packing all his crates up, <laughs> and I'm my man comes in. It might have been Jay Black. I don't know who it was. He's like, yo, yo, play one of. I'm a big Teddy Pendergrass, whatever. So it might have been a Teddy. Uh, I, I think I played um, a Go With Come On and Go With Me, right? Yeah. So I played that record just for us, right? Just, <laughs> just My niggas is dead. His niggas is dead. We just leaving. Yeah, throwing yeah. some Teddy Pendergrass for you <laughs> and your guy <laughs> friends, sure. No, because that's what we used to remember. I'm hang, I always hang with older guys, so yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. we used to ride out to. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so I played a record. Naturally, Rare goes, what you saying? <laughs> An hour and a half later. Oh my god! I'm 20 <laughs> years old, whatever. I'm going song for song. Red Alert. We, we're battling. We're, we're going song for song. The entire crowd is back in the fucking place. Oh my god! And there's like Red Alert side, and it's my side. So, 
And the reason why I was able to last, right, with just a certain amount, because I always packed albums, mm. right? Mm-hmm. I, I would be like, damn, why am I going to buy that single yeah. when I could buy the album and get more records? So little did he know, like <laughs> like 45 minutes, he's like, yeah, you still got records? I'm like, yeah, I'm pulling out albums. Legendary shit. Like, who has who has done that with Red Alert? Nobody. Like, I, I, I battled Red Alert song for song <laughs> and Sunny Acres. It was, I will never forget it. To this day, we, we laugh about that day because he was like, where are you pulling these fucking <laughs> records from? And then it was like, he'll change the genre and I'm like, oh, I got that over here. Yeah, yeah, One yeah. of my five. So the Red Crate is is, is, is legendary. And um, so that was the advantage. Wow. That was the advantage I had. I had the records and, you know, unfortunately for a lot of DJs that didn't have the vision or, you know, Autumn at high school, mm-hmm. yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. they didn't have that vision. And, and thank God I did because that, that put me way ahead, way ahead. Well, what what was your um, encyclopedia like for Dominican music? Um, I think you were talking about the the World Book encyclopedia yeah, yeah, that we yeah, had. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was legendary yeah. in the house. Um, uh, for Dominican music, for Spanish, you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm Dominican, so right. naturally, my you know, mine we were synonymous with with the house parties, and, mm-hmm. and you know, so my. The sucker, right? My dad, mm-hmm. he was actually a musician. He actually has a record. I think it was a. Uh, the group was called Lo Diplomatico de IT. I'm not plugging them because it's right. not on iTunes. Right. But um, so he was a uh, uh, he was a lead singer, artist, whatever. Um, I would at at four or five years old, I would go with him to the rehearsals somewhere uptown in some basement, and I would like play the tambora. Like so, I, I was I was picking up. I can't play no instruments now, but. The influence started with my dad, really. So, so the music. I mean, I, I, pro- I don't know. I don't know who got all the records, but I probably got all those records still. Mm. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And then we're talking about, you know, uh, Camino Sesto. We're talking about dudes that have been sampled, you know, in hip hop. Yeah. You know that you wouldn't even know to look over there. You feel me? So, we was a musical family. We would, you know, I don't know if you know about Dominican parties, but. They take baby powder and they put it all over the the, the living room because your, your shoes they gotta you gotta be yeah, smooth. Yeah, yeah. So I, I come from all of that and and so my library of fucking music is is ridiculous. And then the disco shit is coming in. I got the older sisters, so I I, I got like a cheat code. Like it's kind of unfair. And your brother's <laughs> playing like Lisa Lisa and Shannon and like <laughs> right like yeah, yeah. you guys freestyle. No? Yeah, 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 sure. Cynthia, yeah, yeah. like Cynthia was our neighbor. Like we grew up like. I grew up in the best era, 70s, 80s. Like, you can't pay for that. And you know how to read a crowd. And and well, this is the thing. This is this is what I tell people. You you're not gonna know how to play these records if you weren't there. And it's very it's very hard to learn that not being there because you would you you can't play poison. And then a Tricor Quest record. It just, no. Well, it d- poison the band or the <laughs> Velvet DeVoe? Either. Yeah. Either or. Yeah. Either or. Like, well, every rose has its thorn. Right. That's a jam. You can't, you can't play records just because the tempo is the same. Right. And this is like a whole nother powwow we got to have. I think we got to cook some lasagna for you guys. So, you know, just in educating just the whole thing, like I've, you just can't do that. And, and the DJs that, you know, are the A DJs? They know that. Just last Christmas, I did a, a, a Christmas party for like a thirty million dollar software company. They were all Indian. 
if I brought my laptop, I'll show you the Indian folder. Like, yeah. I got friends. Hey, DJ Sherrod, you're Indian. I'm doing, you know what? I need some of that. <laughs> you never know. I, I, you got to do your homework. You got to have all your genres. You got to, and you got to look at the damn people. It's not about a lot of DJs. They do a party and it's like, look at me, guys. I'm, 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 I'm showing off. No, they paid to come dance. This is like the foundation. They paid to come dance. In my era, by the time you, land, not even land quarters, I mean, Pearl, right? The old Octagon, Pearl on Saturday, Obaha, we changed the name. 33rd and uh, 11th, legendary party. Shout out to John Gung Rivera, my lord, the, the, the god of party promotion forever. By the time you park your car, that's 25, you come, I'm putting a hat on everybody so you know. You pulling up, you got the hat on, dress code, fam. That's another 20. <laughs> you or you want my man to hold it for you? That's 10. Mm. Shout out to do it like Diddy. That was his little hustle. He got paid off for that. <laughs> so now we have 40 something dollars, right? Yeah. You got Shorty with you. She ain't got ID. It's another 20. <laughs> By the time you get in the spot, you had $150. You got your mans with you. Y'all don't want to wait online. Fuck wait online. Right. Hit the bounce off. You think. They want to come to to again nothing against nobody to to watch you scratch two records right. for yourself. Right. <laughs> no, they want to come dance with the girl they're with. Give them the hits. You want to play? Yeah. You. They want to hear poison into tribal <laughs> Right. Yeah. They want to hear that. Right. So 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 you can fracture your ankle while you're trying to yeah, dance yeah, to the, yeah, the transition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is the essence. Listen, I've posted early Twitter, early Instagram. Uh, genre, crowd. Recognition, mic skills, scratching, and I forgot the other one. Uh, one through five. The caption is, put these in order of importance. It's, it's never, scratching is always the last thing. DJ, right. what our job is. If you're in an event, if you're in my old school jam, scratch your fucking brains off. That's what they're, they're there to see that. Right. Yeah. But if we're at a party, we're at a club, if they're paying you, they're flying you out. People want to enjoy themselves. Right. So that's what I that's what I chose to do. Yeah. So how do you get from, you know, that that party with Red Alert to the club scene in New York? Well, at the time, you gotta understand, um, again, you know, early eighties into ninety, ninety two, we start the era of the I call it the quasi motor era. Shout out to Jesse Rage, my longtime friend and, and partner in the party. Nobody was doing, there was nothing happening in New York City but the China Club on Monday. We couldn't go there because we weren't white, number one. We weren't a celebrity, and we don't even have fucking have ID to get in there. Uh, I heard you were a star. Right. <laughs> Early out. So, so we like, yo, fuck it. Let's do our own party. So, we there was the place was called Quasimodo. It was a bar on 92nd and 2nd Avenue on the left side. Luckily for us, Jesse's brother-in-law was the owner, and he had already sold the place. Right? So his thing was, listen, I got my money. I'll do what the fuck y'all want. <laughs> right? And I'm like, fuck it. Ain't going to cost us nothing. Let's go to Kinko's and let's hire Tony Seitz. He's a legend. Tony Seitz is the god of making everybody flyers. He's made, if you get uh, Stretching Babitos, which, which my flyer's in there, Tony Seitz made. I think it's uh, right behind you. Yeah. Tony Seitz, short black guy. He was such the god. 
He walked in any king. He ran Kinkos because he made them so much money because they would print their flyers. <laughs> so we called Tony Sites. We make a flyer. At the time, Jesse is driving a Toyota, a blue Toyota MR2, which is a deaf car. It's like two <laughs> seats. The engine is on your neck. Just, and you probably didn't have a license. Right. So we're driving around all up and down the hoods, west side, east side, giving our hand and our flies, hand in hand, stopping girls to, to do Quasimodos. First night, about 40 people came out. By the by the third night, we couldn't we couldn't do the party because him and I chipped in to knock down the fucking wall that was there <laughs> because it was in the way of the crowd. Right. When I tell you when I tell you there was dudes coming from Connecticut, from everywhere, hustlers. We had a dice game downstairs. It was like crazy. Six hundred people. My shirt is off. I'm synonymous. It was too hot. What did you guys offer that like China Club didn't did not? Test move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is I'm growing with my crowd. You gotta understand. Yeah. Test move is DJing. We got a spot. Nobody's gonna bother us. Come in. It's all good. We smoking. So I'm I'm twenty years old, twenty one. That doesn't happen. Channel four came. What's going on here? It was nuts. Fire department. Is it kind of kind of not? It was a Hector, <laughs> probably one of his his, 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 his teams. Um, the people from across the street. It's Monday fucking. It's Tuesday morning, five in the morning. We out there making noise. They start throwing shit. That's kind of what uh, people getting hit with cans and shit. So that's kind of was the demise of Quasimodo's, <laughs> right? But we 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 it lasted for for a nice period of time, and then it birthed uh, Nick's on Wednesdays, bought a cafe. On Tuesdays, you know who Marvin Ginsburg is? No, you should. He's Jewish. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, we didn't see him at the meeting. Yeah. So yeah. it it brought. You got to understand at that time, but six hundred people. Where? Where? Where is this at? Marvin Ginsburg, a uh, little short Jewish guy, little glasses, comes up with this big ass bounce at the end of the night, and he tells me, "Hey, you want to DJ at a big club?" And I'm like. Who the fuck is this dude? Like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I'm like, yeah, what, what you got? He goes, I'm about to open this place. It's called Home Base. Mm. I got Funk Master Flex. Yeah. I'm going to get all the fucking big acts, a naughty my nature, whoever you want. He heard me play reggae. He heard me. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> so Home Base on Friday nights. I'm upstairs. Upstairs is nobody's going upstairs. It's Flex is downstairs. Yeah, yeah. Got the big group. So this is how me and Flex meet. At Home Base. Yeah, so... In two weeks, upstairs, 600 people, right? Because <laughs> the, the, that's my dedicated crowd. So they're going to go wherever I go. He's like, wait a minute. What we need you in the main floor. I'm like, you want to do a main? I wanna do? I'm like, Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't know Flex. You know, he's Flex. Fuck the hell y'all want to do? I'm looking to progress. I'm hype. I'm telling everybody. I almost called Tony Sykes. Like, yo, make me a flyer. <laughs> Four days later, oh, I don't think it's going to happen, you know. And I'm like, <laughs> like, what's happening? He's, well, Flex said if he doesn't do both nights, he's not doing no nights. He did a boss move. Right, yeah. right. And I'm like, fuck that nigga Flex. <laughs> man, he's a fucking hater. Ah, I'm pissed the fuck off. I wanted to step to him, but I didn't. Uh, you know what? Fuck that. I just fuck Flex. That was my campaign. That's what the flyer said. <laughs> at, the, at the same time, I got this blend on one on rap number four on one of my mixtapes. Uh, Remember the time, Michael Jackson. Mm -hmm. 
It's the first time that any DJ did a blend with 14, multiple, multiple. So I probably did like 14 beats on that legendary blend. Um, you guys know Dante with the big teeth from down, Downtown Records? No. Big music guy. Can't DJ, but he has all the records. Okay. That's Dante. <laughs> I love you, Dante. So Dante runs Downtown Records to hip-hop. So he got, all the, he got all the access, but he can't fucking DJ. So niggas like, don't really respect him, but they got to because he got the records. So at the time, I'm going to Downtown Records, and Dante's like, yo, you got to press that. You know, Flex keep asking me for that shit. And, you know, I'm telling him that there's no vinyl. He's like, fucking press it. I'm like, yo, Dante, you press that record. I'm going to fuck you up. You're not pressing shit. Because that gave me how I'm going to get Flex back. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, he started laughing because he knew where I was going with the story. So, fast forward maybe like six months, right? Shout out to Adam Torres. Adam Torres does all of the big hip-hop events now. Uh Barclays, all that. That was one of the promoters I used to do shit with. Just love him. Congrats on the success. Um, so Adam got a night. You know the Hustler Club on yeah. 51st and 12th? That used yeah. to be a club. Mm -hmm. It was called Stingrays. Hmm. So he gets that venue. It's on the west side. we like, oh, we got a west side spot. <laughs> we doing a night. 600 people, right? The same 600 people. I got their names and everything. <laughs> so we're doing a party for like a month, month and a half. He's like, yo. Um, I want to get a guest DJ. Who, who should I get to be the guest DJ? I said, get flex. <laughs> get flex. <laughs> I know how I'm going to fucking fix him. So, long story short, flex comes. He doesn't know who I am. He doesn't care two shits about me. Uh, yo, I, know, I already know what I'm doing. I'm shaking his hand. Yo, rock out. <laughs> he finishes the set. Yo, good looking. Uh -huh. <laughs> There's a long walkway to get to the end of to walk out of thing and I'm waiting <laughs> like this I'm waiting I'm waiting and he gets to the door do you remember <laughs> he was like he turns around and he's like motherfucker he's looking for this record he's dying for it and no one is testing when he can put it together by the time he walked this is why I love flexing by the time he walked back to the booth he already had his disclaimer listen I didn't know man <laughs> I need that though, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I I, I respect that. Right. You, didn't, you know what I mean? So that's how me and Flex met. Yeah. You know oh my saying? God! Through the mixtape, through through that era, um, and and that was just the golden era for places. That's how Gungi walks in. He's who's the fuck is this man? Gungi's a god. Gungi's doing Emerald City Club 2000. Who's this fucking a little kid? What a young <laughs> kid that he comes with his bouncer. He's like. Who the fuck are you? And I'm like, who are you? I don't know who you are. Remember, I'm East Side. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. local, right? Yeah, yeah. But I'm on my wave. Then I get a call from, you know, DJ Rooster? No. no. Shout out to DJ Rooster, man. He's a cop now, whatever. But anyway, they were from uptown. They got some money together and they did a party at the Ritz. This is a real fucking club now. The act, like, yeah. At the Ritz. Yeah. yeah. I forget. Yeah. 40 something street. They had nice and smooth. <laughs> Somebody else, it was a huge my first club, my first big I get the, I'm getting these calls, so I'm now I'm elevating now because the word getting out. This fucking kid, he playing reggae, he play, he's not even Jamaican. Ah. <laughs> so I'm I'm like covering all the bases. You know what I'm saying? Like the Jamaican DJs, they respected me because they're like, yo, you know your shit. We don't care. You know your shit. So that's how I'm moving. So it was, you know, a lot of breaking points. Then I get to the funk hut. You guys heard of Funk Hut? No. Only when you mentioned it before. That's right. right. Yeah. yeah. So, 
long story short, so the Fun Cut is just legendary. 43rd Street, 10th Avenue. Shout to Toy and Corey Soldier, the twin sisters. Grandma Funk was the host, and the other one was a photographer. She's a legendary photographer. And Jazzy Joyce was DJing. My boy Choco, shout to Choco, randomly he's walking down the street one day. He picks up a flyer, $5. He goes in. The whole industry is in this party. He gets to the block. He's like, yo, y'all got to come to this party. This shit is popping. Like, <laughs> we start going to, to the fun cut. I'm like, every night, I'm like, fuck, I got to get in this party, man. How the fuck am I going to get in this party? Like, I was just you're dying just, to you're DJ. Just, you're not DJing. You're just there. I'm, they don't know me. I'm yeah. I'm murdering parties, but they don't. The industry doesn't know me. Well, you hit off the security guy with thirty dollars. That's right. Yeah. 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 Well, we was doing Take that because by off. by the time yeah. Choco was big big body guy, Choco's already the head of security, so he's already in. Mm-hmm. So now we're going, and 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 I'm just trying to figure out how to fucking. And I get a call one day, one night, and uh, it's Choco. He's like, "Yo, where you at?" And I'm like, "I'm on a block." He's like, "You want you got your records? You want DJ tonight?" I'm like, "It's Tuesday." <laughs> Hell yeah! What? <laughs> Come. Apparently, Jazzy Joyce. Well, she revealed in my interview. She said that she got a opportunity to DJ for some. I forget who Aaliyah. I forget who it was. So she didn't do the party. What? <laughs> I fucking raced over there. Shout to Danny D with the sidekick. He had a, G, a sidekick, so he he rides me over there. I get the funk funk <laughs> and I'm like, oh my, what? <laughs> Tear this fucking place down every Tuesday. Now I got Red Alert coming to the booth like, oh, what's your name? Like, <laughs> Yo, Red, sign my thing. That's how I met Kickapri, the infamous Kickapri yeah, story. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's walking in there. He's hearing these blends, and he's like, <laughs> and I'm rocking. I got this picture of that night, and the booth is like the size of <laughs> a quarter of your kitchen, of your small kitchen. That's right. It's right? Manhattan Mansion. Right. Yeah. yeah. So... Kikapri, I guess he was like, you know what? I got to find out who fucking do this. And he comes and he, and he pushes the door and the door kind of like hits me. It's like, <laughs> so I don't know how Kikapri, I'm Kikapri's biggest fan, but I don't know how he looks. So I look at him and he, he got this aggressive face. <laughs> I got the headphones on. The music is loud. I can't read his lips and I'm thinking he's talking <laughs> shit to me. So I'm like, first of all, you fucking my mix up. Right. And I slam the door. <laughs> right? In his face. Right? So... Frank Nitty, the crack dealer. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. My best friend at the time. Yeah. Five minutes later, he comes to the booth. He's like, yo, kick a is here, nigga. You gotta get you gotta get it crazy. I'm like, what? Where is he? Yeah, at? yeah, yeah, yeah. He's right there. The guy with the green hoodie. I, like, I just slammed the door. He was like, why would you do that? I'm like, my nigga, I didn't know. So I, I'm DJ. I'm like, fuck it. It is what it is. I play another one of my legendary blends. You Are My Lady by Freddie Jackson. You Are My Lady with the special ed instrumental because I, I had my little my little uh, D, D, DGI 3000 sampler, <laughs> right? That I three second sample and I looped That's the special ed. Please. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout to just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there wasn't no sample. Niggas was using samplers. So me, I'm like, there ain't no instrumental. I'm going to make one. So I play that and I'm looking at him and he's like, he just, he's like, Fuck that. And he's sitting on the couch and he's walking towards me. And I'm like, what? Okay, he's coming now. So this time he like puts his fingers on the door, like a slow, <laughs> creepy open. Like, yeah. And, I, and I'm ready. I'm like, I got my face like apologetic, like, my bad. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, he said, yo, I just want to know your name, man. Like, what is your name? And I was <laughs> like, oh, I said, it's Ted Smooth. 
And he shakes my hand and he goes, yo, keep taking it to him. And he walks away. Wait, so real, real quick. You got bigged up by Red Alert. You got bigged up by Funkmaster Flex. Listen. You got bigged up by, to my path, by, by man. Kid Capri. This is, this is Your name is good. This is legitimate stamps, right? And I'm humbled and I'm like. And how old are I you? I'm Quasimodo was, I'm 71. Quasimodo was 93, 21, 22. Yeah. <laughs> my, I, I, the fucking DJ that I, that I, that I get all this inspiration from just tells me like, yo, I could have stopped right there. Like, I'm like, what? What the fuck just happened? Again, opportunity. We all get opportunities, but can you make something out of it? And you are. And I've always been able to like, you give me, just put the crack in the wall. Yeah. I'm going to make it happen. And it just became a legendary fucking run. You got Bobby Brown outside <laughs> jumping out the limo. With boxers on. This is real shit. Everybody's there. Tim. <laughs> Everybody. Uh, uh, Tim Dog. This is the fucking party. So now I got the east side. I got the mixtapes going on. The industry knows my mixtape, but they don't know my face. Now they're like, oh, this the fucking test. Wait, you're not black? <laughs> it was it was a it was nuts. So once the fun cut came and I and I and I put that on a on the books, you couldn't it was over. What can you? What are you gonna tell me? So like, when Jazzy Joyce doesn't show up that one day, is it just that one day, or is it now a gig? Oh no, I, there was nobody coming on after me. There was no. I, I shut that shit down. So I mean, like you took her spot, like. Well, she she vacated her spot. Gotcha. Choco, because the promoters were like. They were, they were crying. They was literally crying like, yo, we don't got a DJ. We're going to eat. Like, I got it. <laughs> don't you worry about right. it. Makes the phone call or he beat me. And yeah. then I called him back on the pay phone. Well, yeah. No, because I was going to ask. Yeah. And that's like landline well, I had days. A, yeah. I had a brick phone at you, the time. Like, I you had did. The big, yeah, I had the big <laughs> phone. Yo, so you were the shit. <laughs> yeah, I saw crack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Allegedly with yeah, Frank yeah, Nitty. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so you got to understand. So, so I'm, I'm looking at it as, oh, no, this, this is it. Like ain't no, I'm I'm gonna make sure, and when when you when you look at it like, that's a fucking layup. There's 400 people there that want to party, and I got all the records. That's a fucking layup. Yo, yeah. Ted, you're 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 21. You're playing the hottest nights in New York City, and all the DJs now know your name and your face. But how do you not at that point get cocky? Or do you? Because no, never to this day. Because I'm the youngest of the family. I, I was raised well. I, I we had this conversation the other day. Um, who was I talking to? It was a sneaker conversation, and I'm like, like I didn't get the, we we had I pro players. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't get a new pair of sneakers till my sock was out the sneaker. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. the, the humble beginnings. So you 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 live that shit. So when you get a dollar, I'm going to ask, yo, anybody need anything first? That's what I'm going to do as a person. I've always separated both. I've always had, you know, I'm Teddy when I come to the house. Mm -hmm. And then I'm Tess Move when I'm performing, right, from 10 to 4. Yeah. I've always separated that because, again, the OGs, they, they yo, don't, you know what I mean? They always kept me in line. So I am the most humble if you want to call, 
you know, star DJ or legend or whatever, like, and I'm friends with Red Alert. How yeah. you not going <laughs> to learn that from Red Alert? How you not going to, so you got to say, uh, it's a cheat code. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. And, and, and I'm, I'm blessed. I'm blessed to, to have that upbringing where I know how it, you can quickly go left and right and be in jail, you know, do some dumb shit. So 93, 94, 95, who is supplying you with records? Who are some of these guys at the record well, at the at the record companies who are giving you some vinyl? Well, at that time, now we're dealing with the hate, right? So because there's always there's a little hate too, right? So now you gotta understand for those listening, when a box of vinyl, a box of records came thirty pieces in a box, you have gajillion DJs. Who gets the fucking vinyl? You know, so then you you know. It becomes a thing. Some DJs were paying for the vinyl. Some, a lot of the shit. I'm gonna just keep it 100. And I could I get it to this day. A lot of it in my case was, you know, like, nah, we we ain't fucking with that. Oh yeah, we ain't. You know what I'm saying? Like, hmm. that's just what it was. That's what the it was a very territorial. You feel me? So I had to work really hard and buy the vinyl and, and hope they got a piece and and be cool with Dante and Dante wasn't giving me no fucking records. I would go he 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 admitted this years later. I would go to the store and I'm like, yo, I know you got I know you got the Domino twelve inch. I know you got it. I ain't got it. Sweet potato pie? No, Domino, oh. here we go, here oh. we go. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Everybody was looking for that record. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm like, you motherfucker like <laughs> so but when that remember the time Blank came out, he was my. But then I started getting the records. Yeah. Right. So so you gotta understand what it was. It was a fight. Like dudes were like, "Fuck that! If I gotta diss you to to get in the conversation, I'ma do that." Yeah. And I understood that because I play sports. Mm -hmm. You gotta remember, I'm I'm these these kids are coming to my party, and then the next morning I'm playing basketball against them. Busting their ass and they, they they can't even put two and two together because I look like a basketball player and right. then I, and, and then I look like a DJ the right. next day. Yeah. So you gotta understand, niggas was not even believing it. Like, dang, nah, test was black. Don't you hear how he's talking? <laughs> so it's crazy. Let me give you. Let me give you. This is and, and my my one of my best friends, George. He's gonna he's gonna because I I didn't want to say the story, but it just comes up. Daniel Marshall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Basketball player. Yeah. Shout yeah. to him. UConn. So at this time, I am doing. Uh, okay, so you guys obviously know um the mayor, right? Mayor, yes, Sneaker, yeah, right? sneakerhead. Yeah. yeah. So mayor used to own a club called Essos, right? Mm -hmm. I I just found out that he was. I knew him as as another name. Yeah. So Esso was, you know, oh this Biggie, <laughs> oh look at Jay. So we had the Saturday night party there, crazy. This is ninety five, ninety six, ninety yeah, okay, around there. So. I'm doing Essos and Daniel Marshall's uh, manager comes into the party. I'm going crazy. I'm rocking. He's like, yo, he just got his contract, $43 million. Yo, Daniel does his thing in, 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 in PA. He gives back to the community. You got to do it. He's talking major about me. Okay, boom, George, we work it out. I get over there. <laughs> I got headphones on my head. I'm behind the turntables. My boy George, which is, he's 6'4", looks black. He's Dominican, but he's dark-skinned. Mm -hmm. He's standing next to me, and his cousin Al is, like, off to the side. Here comes Daniel Marshall. He comes, yo. He puts his hand out to George. He goes, Ted, what's up? 
<laughs> so I already I already had a couple of those instances, so I'm already on red. I'm like, motherfucker. But I understand it. So George goes, I ain't like, why would you think I'm Ted? Like, he hmm. got headphones on. He's putting equipment together. He has a jacket that says Ted Smooth on the right, back. Yeah. back yeah. yeah. So so Daniel goes, he I see it in his face. He's like, Oh, up here. So I'm by the time he looks at me, I'm looking at him like with this fucking smirk, like, all right. He goes, Oh, yo, my bad, whatever, whatever. He gives me the check. $42 million. It was it was, it was a four million dollar check to your party. <laughs> George already knows. I go, you know what? Keep your check. Mm. I said, take your check back. I said, at the end of the night. If I don't earn my money, you can keep wow. the check. Right? Because I, 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 at that age, I was just taking offense to it. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And not only did he give me the check at the end of the night, he gave me two checks. Mm. Right? Just, just for that. Yeah. For that gem that I gave him. Yeah. And I don't think he would him. never right. do that again. Yeah, right. But it is what it is. One was for you and one was for George. It's so, fine. Yeah. Right. So, 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 so the discrimination was there. Mm-hmm. It was, yo, I'm. This is the era, man. This is like the dudes that are the Clark Kent's, the dudes that are still nice. Now, this is what I came up on and through and survived. So, you know, you, I mean, I'm battle tested, man. I'm, I'm, you put me anywhere in the world. When your Puerto Rican brother, yeah, um, <laughs> Big Pun, starts making noise, <laughs> did you? First of all, did you know Big Pun? Yes, of course. How did you meet him? So I knew Pun. They used to all come to my clubs. You feel me? They used to all come to Latin Quarters, China Club. Fat, Fat Joe used to come to Quasimodo's. That's how, that's how I first met Fat Joe. Really? Absolutely. He, he followed me everywhere because you got to understand. He got hit by some of that debris that people all were of the <laughs> All of the hustlers were there. Yeah. Shout out to Kenny Brook Ave. I could listen. They were all there. So Did they all want you to shout them out on the mic? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yo. Do you remember? 50, 100. Like that's, that, that, was the, that was what it was. That's the hustle, yeah. They, yo, all these people were there. Diddy was partying with us like nothing. Latin Quarter on a Sunday. Latin Quarter that was over here. 96th Street yeah. on a Sunday was, they called it the church. Because like everybody goes to church on Sunday. On Sunday. <laughs> so you have Nori. That's where I met Nori at. Like Nori here. came in the booth and he was like, yo, I like you. And I'm like, I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> He's like, I right, we're fucking friends then. And he would religiously, him, murder unit, come land quarter. That was their escape from the industry. Because yeah. we the Spanish girls were there. So Puff would come, Jay would come, and they would be chilling. And nobody really, you know, ah, they really know them like that. Yeah. So they were good there. So, you know, th- that whole breed was already in we were friends. Yeah. So when I bump into Pun, you know, at, 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 at parked up at the corner of the Roxy, because we're doing a Roxy now, years past, and he's like in the, sitting in the passenger seat of the 600 big body bins that he just got, and, and Pun was, God bless him, uh, fucking uh, rest in peace, he was just a, a comedian. So yeah. I, I don't see him. I'm coming to my car. He's, the seat is all the way back. <laughs> right? Well, he's and, a big fella. Right? Yeah. So then he's like, He's going to Papi, Papi Torito. So he was like, y'all was in his bitches. And I was like, yo, yeah, it was good money. He got like, yo, a big bag of potato chips. He's like, and it's pun. Like, you got, how you not going to love pun? So when he, I saw his come up. I, I saw it, you know. And, and you know, when he took off, like he literally took off. And it was, I wasn't really around him because he was gone. I was doing my thing. Never really got to work with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it's like, you know, 
it's like the same community. And then as Latinos, you know, it's like the extra, that extra shit, you yeah. know. So it was it was crazy, like to 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 be there for that. Yo, talk about like the the power of of still not a player. For pun forever, man. There's no, <laughs> you know, there's no. When I when I when they I don't know if they sent me or when I when uh, somebody gave me uh, off the books. I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, Cuban links. Like, I'm like, these niggas are spitting. Like this is what I'm talking about. You know, uh, uh, fucking uh, the beating us. Oh, y'all niggas are Dominican? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So d- there's doo-wop. That, you know, now it's like, oh, these Spanish niggas is loading up. Right. Right? So now you got, it's a shift. Yeah. Right? I was the only for this. Yeah. Only Spanish nigga that dared to talk on the mic. You know what I'm saying? And and, and my brother and G-Bo, they, they never spoke on the mic. Hmm. They never, my brother did the job. It's DJ Ray, double R, G-Bo yeah. Pro. That's it. Yeah. You know, and to their fairness, they didn't want to be they didn't want that they wanted to be just like clever and and you know make a mixtape that's enjoyable right they they didn't they didn't see the the lane for talking on the mic uh, uh with a purpose and i get it because these guys were just oh just screaming so i'm like nah i'm gonna I'm 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 tweak this i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm find those pockets and say what i'm gonna say and so i refined it you feel me and, and it opened the doors for Camillo's the these guys wouldn't they wouldn't even dare to talk. You know, so and now Camillo won't shut up. <laughs> he won't shut up. Now he won't shut up. Shout out to Camillo, man. That's my brother right there. Warning, 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 warning. Hardest know? working man in uh in show business. For, uh, for sure. So what is your what is your I assume your mom has not seen you spin at these clubs, right? My mom, she always came to my birthday parties. Okay, your birthday parties. So party. I've had legendary birthday parties <laughs> in the nineties. Uh, you know, I, I'm. I think I. I still probably hold the record for most money made at Land Quarter, sixty-eight thousand dollars at one of my parties. Um, uh, and I don't drink, so yeah. for, you know, <laughs> shout to my, shout to Batman. You know, he walks in, thirty bottles, and I'm giving bottles away like they're water, like <laughs> Moet, like. That was the type of vibe and that was the type of money that was around. That was that was the type of vibe. So my mother has always been proud and she's always uh, uh she came to those parties, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Set up in the VIP and you know, she getting her love and she And she understands what you do behind that set. Yeah, she knows and, and, and she I can see in her face that she's like, you know, like cause listen Growing up at Wagner Projects with Wagner Crew and House Committee and all these fucking gangs and shit, and she doesn't know when I'm outside playing. I'm playing basketball with the thugs. Like, so when I'm walking with her, these dudes is like, "Yo, ten. She like pulling me like, you? <laughs> you know, she didn't get it. She she wasn't of the culture like that. Yeah, so, yeah. I think in retrospect, when she sees what I've become, she's like, "Wow, like he really wanted to do that and really wanted to be a part of that culture." Yeah. So it's she, my mom's as. I'm still mad at her because, <laughs> hold on. Remember I told you I pitched in the yeah. New League World Series. Yeah. I threw a one-hitter against Mexico, right? Remember the the little yellow cameras, the little mm-hmm. Insta cameras? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the way back from the airport back to New York, my mother left all of the cameras in the cab. Oh. I got one blurry picture from <laughs> me in Puerto Rico on the mound. <laughs> So Wait, to this so day, I'm mad at her. But yeah, we need we need we need that camera back. We and need we also, those cameras back. Yeah, and, and we need the video footage from you and Ray. Yes, we yeah. need we need There's a laundry I'm, list. Of we got to start right? a GoFundMe for, <laughs> for the recovery of these things. So uh, yeah, I joke with her all the time. Like, mom, you, come on, man. Well, okay. So I don't want to bring up politics, but I up. must have to. 
you beat Mexico. <laughs> I I threw a one hitter. I didn't say that we lost. <laughs> so now you now I must shed light on how we lost. So um, I forget the names. So our one of our coaches had a a son that threw really hard. Fastballs, fastballs, fastballs. Yeah. But he had no pitch. He didn't know how to pitch, whatever. So the game before that, I was supposed to pitch that game. He puts his son in the game. His son gets rocked. Nepotism. His son gets fucking rocked. So now I'm I'm pitching the the the, the game to advance. Yeah. I forget this kid's name, but I'm really mad at him. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. So I'm it's a it's a it's a zip zip game. Mm-hmm. And I'm throwing a one hitter. We almost scored a few times, and I walk a batter, mm. two outs. The next batter pitched around him. The next batter was some little flimmy dude. Shallow pop up the right field. My right fielder is daydreaming. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. You see my face, right? Nothing's yeah. on the line. That's fine. Yeah. So yeah, it's okay. I'm, I'm, we turn around. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yo. Yo, if I if I see that nigga to this day, I'm gonna punch him in the face. I don't okay. even see him like, wait, that. People, you're gonna punch in your face in the face, right? Yeah. Your my father, dad, yeah. <laughs> yeah. the guy in right field, the guy in right field for sure. And anybody else? No, no. We, okay, we, okay, we'll yeah, keep okay. adding on. Great. Yeah. So, so, so we lose the game. One zip. A can of corn. And Yo, man. But I, I had them. Them, they wasn't <laughs> even. They was like, who, who is this kid with the rubber arm? Like, but anyway. You know, I've been to therapy for that. Lies. Lies. <laughs> Wait, but um, okay. So the tunnel always gets um sort of fetishized as like the the club of the nineties, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I want to ask you, since you spent a lot of time at Latin Quarter, which doesn't get a lot of love, right? Um, what was the better club for you? Well, it was happening at the same time. Yeah. Right. So, what I would do is I would I would go to the tunnel early. Because I was the the main DJ at Land Quarter, so I would go to the tunnel early. Right, catch a matinee. Right, right, catch a matinee at, with with Big Cap. Yeah. May he rest in peace. Yeah. And um and then I would have to come uptown Land Quarter. The thing was, and I told Flex this the other day, it was like, I mean, it was literally what it was. What it was. The tunnel was a black crowd industry, mm-hmm. and our crowd was the Spanish people that were in the industry, mm-hmm. and that's just what it was. You know, eventually some some of the some of the black the black dudes because you know they like Spanish girls mm-hmm. they kind of figured it out. Wait a minute, man, we, we got a bunch of niggas over here. There's girls over here. Let's come over there. Yeah, go to Florida Mayo and then come down right, to yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Malacone so, and yeah. So so that's that was the dynamic. So but it was happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. And you know, obviously, you know, they they don't you know a lot of them. Uh, I guess the people that do the journalism and do the podcast, they're kind of from the industry, so they they don't they wouldn't they wouldn't know that. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I'm filming my documentary, Shameless Plug, mm-hmm. um, and I've been filming. Is for it called Shameless little, Plug? No, yeah. Um, it's called um, Who Is Ted Smooth for for obvious reasons because there's this because thing, people don't know because there's this thing called the Ted Smooth effect that. That someone and look who's calling. <laughs> Yo, tell him I didn't want to talk look to him. Look who's calling. I'm gonna take this call right now. <laughs> Funk Flex. Hey, Chad, how you doing, brother? I'm good. I'm sitting here with uh, with the Rosenthal's doing an interview for their podcast called It's the Real, and I'm actually talking about the fucking tunnel right now, and you're calling me. <laughs> <laughs> What's good? You good? Yeah, man. I, I was reaching out to you because you know. I'm getting ready to wrap this lit digital DJ thing back up. 
Okay, that's breaking news on It's The Real. <laughs> I'm going to call you back. Okay, well, Flex hung the phone up for whatever reason. Oh, shit. Okay, well, we'll call Flex back. Yeah. Um. Uh, okay, so we spoke him up, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so... The tunnel, man. I mean, yeah, y'all have heard all this. I don't have to repeat it. It was just, it was. There were co-ed bathrooms. You had to be there, man. You had to, you had to be there. If you go go to bathroom, make sure you got your man with you because you will get robbed. Like you, and you know, you got to move. You had to move around right in there. You know what I'm saying? So diplomats would come with like 150 friends, right? And and I'ma just say I was fortunate because it just it's luck. It's it's picking a straw. Like you know, anybody could get robbed. You feel me? So. I just, you know, I'm lucky. I just never got robbed and never had no kind of thing in there. Um, but it was great. It was great to have that that balance of of power. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. it, was, it was pretty ill, and and you know, it's, it's in the books. It's history. Yeah. Um, I want to get into your production, but before we get into that, you were kind enough to come to our Rockefeller show, <sighs> and. Man. And I bought uh, fifty yard line seats. No. <laughs> but thank you for being yes, there, first of yes. all. But did that night bring any good Rockefeller memories back to your? Well, yeah, of course, because you got to understand, like you, you wouldn't know this. Like Dame Dash is from the East Side. Dame Dash went to Isaac Newton, Manhattan Center. Like we, Dame Dash could hustle a chocolate milk in school. You feel me? Like mm-hmm. he already he was he been Dame Dash, and I took a liking to that. And I'm you know, play sports and whatever. So Twenty West, I'm naming clubs. <laughs> Twenty West, Twentieth Street between Fifth and Sixth, another legendary spot. Dame pulled up in in, in the the buggy eyed fucking bands with yeah. the with the logo on the on the fucking hood, <laughs> and. Gave me the test press of of him in my lifetime. I think it was like I still got it to this day. Mm. Like, yo, man, see if you could, see if you could do me the favor, because you gotta understand the industry is the industry, but the the Spanish urban world, I'm the guy. Yeah, there was no accident, and Dame was smart enough to know that they they matter. They gonna spend some money, so I know Dame. Chaka, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I went to school with Chaka. I went to Brooklyn Tech with her. <laughs> it's my friend. Okay, yeah. so you got to understand these. Are, like, I was there, so I'm not like Jay is. I mean, I call him Jay, but he's like he's my man. Like we yeah. we just talk. You feel me? About nothing about music. It's yeah. always about just your know, how the fam. Yeah. So, you know, when I'm Lenny, like I know all these guys. You <laughs> feel me? Like so, when I'm sitting there. And and uh, I think it might have been uh, hip hop. One of them said, "You remember, like, yeah, that's humbling." Yeah, that's she, hot, again, yeah. but come yeah, back yeah. to the humble. I'm, I got nothing to do with this shit. It's all about y'all, and it's all about what's up there. And my name comes up. Yeah, humbling, man. That's like, look, I get goosebumps. Yeah. That's what keeps me the hunger going. I mean, you know what? That's fucking. They could have named a thousand dudes up there. My name comes up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, so. Number one, it was fucking. I, I posted that y'all niggas raised. I raised that fucking bar way up there, Thank and you. you know what? Now, now I know where I gotta go. You feel me? So it was inspiring for me, being that I'm doing behind the speaker and I'm and I'm coming in this space. Yep. Um, and then I, I was happy for y'all. Oh, thank you. I'm like yo, like, and then I'm like, these motherfuckers. How the fuck <laughs> did they pull this off? <laughs> not, not. Who your connections are, but the idea 
I was telling my man food yeah, earlier today. He was editing. I'm like, yo, it ain't everybody got cameras. Everybody's that. It's the idea that matters. Right. That's what's gonna separate you from all these other niggas. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So mm-hmm. no, right. but you know what it is. Yeah, I set the, the bar. This is this is the one hundred thousand million percent thing. We would have done that if it was just the twelve of us in a room and there was no audience. Like, yeah. we care that much about that and that. We could pack a room with people who were just as interested in hearing these stories as us. That meant everything. It and was, now it and now it's recorded forever. So that's Okay. Point point, right? So when I you know, the two years of planning and scheming and putting this behind a speaker thing together that I'm doing I'm going for forever. Yeah. Like I, you know, I'm I'm never been this excited about about a, nothing in a while because it's like to 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 have an idea, to put it together, to actually do it, and to actually get the 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 feedback from the dudes that you look up to, that are in the space, and get the blessing. Come on, man, the, <laughs> humble pie like Amazing. all day. So it's exciting for me. I'm like, oh, these, oh, these <laughs> niggas. And I'll tell you now, I got a few ideas that I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna remix that, and we're gonna, but. No one can take that credit from you. It's, it's documented. That's it's done. It's y'all, y'all fucking. Well, thank you. I mean, thank like, you. Thank yeah, you. I, that is why we invited you over here That's, to yeah. compliment just that, us. Just yes. That. Yeah. Um, so production. When do you start getting into making records? Um, very late. When it comes to, uh, I guess, normally when when people or when DJs get into production, they usually do it when they're early. Yeah. And I just never. It, was, it wasn't a passion of mine. I just wanted to DJ and rock out. And I kind of was already doing it because I would do my blends of the mixtapes. And then I would, I would uh, well, I would bring the four track, the Tascam 424, which I still have. I'll bring that to the party and hook it up. And while I'm DJing, play the fucking blend and the party's still going. Then that graduated to the mini disc. So now I bring the mini disc. And then the mini disc turned into the dat. Now I'm bringing the dat. First time I went to 97, I bought a DAT play up there because I wanted to play You Are My Lady. I wanted to play um, Remember the Time for Flex. How can you, you can't do it? Right. You cannot do it on vinyl. Right. So I'm like, you know what? I always push technology. I've always, trust me, I, 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 I went through the, through, again, the hate of, oh, you, 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 you playing CDs, you ain't real. Oh, you this, you that. Oh, 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 turntables, keep it real. And I've always looked at these dudes like, you're just not talented, my man. There's but so much that you can do with two turntables. And let me, let me give you, let me, I'm glad. This platform is going to give this, this truth that I'm going to say right now. It's, it's, it's proper uh, voice. Yeah. So. I, the Denon, I'm on my Just Blaze shit right now, but I, got, I had to say it. Yeah. The Denon 2500 CD player is a CD player that was in Latin Quarters. They had it there for the Latin DJs because the Latin DJs were playing on CDs. That CD player had a loop button. It had a loop. You press A, you press B, and it loops. Hmm. So now I'm DJing, right? I, it's just vinyl. And I got all these ideas, and I'm like, damn, how the fuck? I can't. I, there's only two turntables. Sometimes I've DJed on three turntables just just for the 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 to have the option of setting up the next record with another record. Mm-hmm. They didn't have that, so I'm like, damn. You know what? Um, I'm gonna start looping instrumentals and do live blends, right? 
I'm doing that already, right? So now, and thank God that I pressed the record button on this night because many of DJs have taken credit for this shit and y'all niggas are all front right now. <laughs> and I have the scientific proof to prove it. So now, I'm playing reggae and I think it was a Buccaneer record. That's the artist. Uh, it was called, it's called Fade Away. So this record starts with like some classical music. No way, no shape, no fade away. He's doing like doing opera. And then it, it breaks into some reggae shit. And it's a dope record. Again, I'm I'm damn near fucking Jamaican at this point because yeah. I'm I'm getting records from Shout to Moody's, Shout to New Look, flobbing them. I'm in the trenches. I'm going where let me tell you something. <laughs> I had at Land Quarters on a Sunday, I had DJs that would give me money to bring them back reggae records. Because they didn't want to go up there on my daughter. And I would get to Land Quarter and start distributing. Oh, you ordered two? Uh, <laughs> who am I? Here. It was crazy. And I'm looking at this like, yo, y'all scared of what? Like, go up there and get them records. Right. So I'm there and and now I'm, I'm doing this reggae set. And I wanted to transition from another record to another record. I had a CD in the record that had uh, reggae stuff in it. So I'm like, yo, you know what? I'm going to play this one blood, right, the beginning, so that I can have five seconds to change the record and put another record on. So play, I play the record. I hit one blood. I'm going to take the record off to grab the other one. I drop the record. So now I'm in my mind, five, four, <laughs> three. I can't grab the other. You kind of hear it in the booth. I can't get the record, so I go, boop. I loop. Blah. <laughs> right? You guys yeah, heard yeah, that yeah. use yeah. everywhere in the world by every DJ, the, 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 the one blood transition, right? Yeah. yeah. I go back to get the record. I look up. Look. What are yeah, those? Yeah. Goose Goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah. 2,000 people in land quarters got their gun fingers in the air. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I played a Buccaneer record. In my mind, I'm like, yo, what the fuck just happened? I did it by mistake. Yeah. Mind you, I forgot that I was recording the tape. So... I'm like, yo, I'm going to do that shit again. I'm going to see if it's really a thing. Right, right. So later on, boom, whatever, whatever. This is where the Buccaneer record plays. I play the Buccaneer record. I bring it back because, you know, in, in reggae, you know, they use sound effects. Yeah. yeah. So I'm they like, say, fuck that. I got my own little yeah, thing. Gunshot means forward. And liquid, liquid means rewind. Rewind. Yeah. Re -re rewind. Right. They <laughs> yeah. got all those things, right? So yeah. now I kind of made up my own little thing that I'm using because, again, I come from forever. You don't want to use nobody's shit. You make it? So I'm like, let me do that shit again. I play it. I loop it. <sighs> you you hear it, and it's on the USB. Yeah, live Latin quarters. That's the mixtape. Oh shit! <laughs> now, who else can do that? None of y'all niggas could do that, cause y'all CD players are. You not a real DJ. You on turn. So I'm upgrading. I've upgraded my my pro profile. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm utilizing technology. Um, the game can do it <laughs> for 26 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The game One can do it. So, yeah. so, so, just for the record, that was I, you. 
I brought that to the game. Yeah, yeah. I invented that. I, I put that transition into the into the ball game. Thank yeah. you, technology. Right? You know? Thank you, technology. And then I'm like, oh shit, I recorded that. So I have it documented. So I, I've never taken credit for it. Never. Let niggas rock. Whatever, whatever. Fast forward something. All right, I'm hearing a, 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 a two, one too many motherfuckers taking credit for this <laughs> shit. So I go to SoundCloud and I put up the truth. I name it the truth. I type up what happened. I took the clip from and I put that up. It's still up there on SoundCloud somewhere. Yep. That's a legendary shit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So in joke, and I'd be like, yo, you, you owe me publishing. Like every yeah. now and then I'd be with Flex his time, like, yo, yeah. send me something. Uh, yeah. You feel <laughs> me? And and this is what technology has has I've embraced it. Yeah. So then fast forward, here come this computer. <laughs> I'm not gonna say no names. I've got verbal apologies from some of these guys. Like, so some one of these guys was like, yo. Yo, don't tell anybody I'm on a Serato yet. <laughs> and I'm like, man, like, what? I don't, what's the big deal? You're still on the actual fucking piece of record. It's not, it's not that bad, you right. know? I'm not going to tell you to use the sync button, <laughs> but, you know, so there's levels of it. And I've always been at the forefront of technology, man, you know, and, and you got to do that. So I'm saying it right now, officially, yep. every DJ that pushes that button on the computer you're a push button DJ because you got to push that button to start DJing. Let's just keep it real. You think what I'm saying? Yes, like, yeah, so yeah. let's cut all of this. I, I get that question. Yo, what, yeah. what do you think about it? It's all the same shit. Right, right. It's all the same thing. I will play on a, on a, on a controller as well as I do on. But you wouldn't even know the difference. We had Green Lantern up here, and he said the first time he went up to Who Hot knows? 97, he brought all this equipment that he had to, you know, go underneath the booth and plug yeah, in. Yeah, And they looked at him crazy. No, Mr. C, this is this is up on YouTube. So, Mr. C, one of the times that I was, I wanted to promote the old school jam, Hot 97. I went up there and I was like, Yo, this is an old school jam set. So I brought regular vinyl. I bought Serato. Mm-hmm. I bought um I bought my controller. I hooked all that shit up. Yeah. And the funny thing is that flexing across from me, he's on the mic. He can't see it because yeah. it's under the window. Yeah. He, after the whole thing, he was like, "Yo, you was playing regular records." And I was like, "Yeah." He was like, "You playing that?" So he's like, "Yo, what the hell is this?" <laughs> and I'm like, "You gonna see what it is?" So I'm playing a fucking Sean Paul dub plate. Yeah. Yep. You know, to to a regular vinyl. I'm filming this. You see me switching the shit, taking the record, I put it over there. I, I gave them something different, and you got to do that. Put on Did a show. Did you play... <laughs> oh, my God. To make a flex feel at home. Yeah, Mardi Gras. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, always play, I always play Mardi Gras. Uh, in my interview, I I, uh, I asked him uh, Mardi Gras or Daisy Lady, and he he, he almost like called the ambulance. He right, yeah, I, yeah, I can't yeah. answer that. Right, like, right. He eventually, choice. He yeah. eventually yeah. chose Daisy Lady, but um, <laughs> yeah, you got to... So he chose wrong. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I mean, yeah. Daisy Lady is his favorite. <laughs> so, so you get into production late, but what did you think that you could bring to the table that no one else was? Okay, so in 1998, I was like, you know what, man? I had made a, a few little, uh, uh, you know, break records. I did a record like with Frankie Cutlass. I never got no money for it or whatever. You know, I just wanted to have an actual record. It's on Mascot Records. Mm-hmm. And I did some shit. I flipped uh, Hill Up, Will Up, Will Up, Back Come With like some breaks. <laughs> it was like a break record, <coughs> like before AVA and shit. So I just started getting into it. And, and, and you know, I bought, I bought the... Uh, 
the the uh, the SP the the SP twelve. Mm-hmm. You know, so I got had all those machines, and I'm like, I'm gonna start making beats, and then um, we in the neighborhood, and um, you know, there's there's a a, a, a girl her name is Lumi D, and she is uh rapping against these guys, and I'm like, damn, she kicking the ass. I'm like, hey, you want to record something? You know, so boom, we 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 start recording. I don't know what she, I don't know what I'm doing. She don't know what she's doing, and we're both honing our craft you feel me and um and then that leads up to you know i had a five-year plan I'm like yo from i got five years you know i'm gonna invest all this money in and sure enough in 2003 you know the, the lumi d explosion happens and, yeah. and and it opened the door for me obviously to you know to be known as a producer and and it just it gave me that that uh that that fire, you know. Oh shit! I can actually do this shit. You know, that you never was know. Humongous. humongous. Yeah, yeah. Um, can you Classic talk about uh, getting Busta on the remix? Oh man, fucking Busta! So, <laughs> so, so Busta's a he's a he's a fucking he's a Brooklyn nigga, man. <laughs> I mean, he's from Long Island, but whatever. Yeah, he's yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, at this time, we we you know the the whole straight face records thing that uh that was very organic I mean, that came through the, literally through our clubs you gotta mm-hmm. remember, i'm still i'm djing all these nights two three thousand people a night so i got a platform to test records so everything was grassroots so we built a uh, uh, uh you know we built her following you know literally in front of everybody's faces so we're already doing shows at this time we're already you know what i'm saying so we leave a show in jersey and my phone rings it's like three in the morning we in the van and I'm like, what's up with this? And he's like, yo. Wait, you picked up a phone call at 3 a.m. not knowing who it was? Yeah. I pick up the phone to this day. It could be money on the other side. It could be Buster. Right. So so he's like, yo. He said, yo, Duke. He was like, you know, I'm just going to apologize. You know, um, I just had to get your number, you know, and, and I got to be on this record. I'm like, who the fuck is this? He's like, it's Buster Bust. Whatever, whatever. I never knew. I didn't know Buster then. So, um. He's like, listen, man, I had to do what I had to do. And I was like, yeah, I'm a big fan. Like, sure, jump on the record. That's how it happened. So sure enough, I, you know, a few days later, um, I'm on tour, the sound, right track studio, wherever the fuck is that. Yeah. And he sends me his verse over the phone. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> he does the verse. We we go do radio. It might have been the next day or whatever to Angie Martinez's show. And was it Angie? I think it was Angie or Sonny, one of them. Mm-hmm. And fabulous cause yeah mm-hmm. so he's hustling he's like yo yeah. so he goes you know she's like yo we got somebody on the phone it's fab and <laughs> put him a lot on the air he's like yo man I, I need to you know what I mean we get the last verse I'm like yo it's love fab jumps on the record very organic you gotta understand these dudes knew me from DJing yeah you yeah. feel me so that's how they knew how to get to me you feel me and um, and I've always played that record I've always supported it so it was almost like yo like let let us do you this favor and it was dope. Like, That's incredible. Um amazing. The other thing I have to ask about that record is that wasn't the original beat. No. <laughs> so okay, what the uh well what do you what do you know as uh oh? Yeah. Okay, so this is the story. So Lumi, um at the time we we already had a uh hit record out. It was called uh, honestly, well, on the album it ended up being called Honestly. It was called Never Leave You First. So I was already thinking ahead. This record was already like you know, name that tune when you play one thing. And this record, um, I would play one one note of the record at club. Dun, dun. <laughs> and the crazy thing, this is Nori's favorite, one of Nori's favorite <laughs> records, because 
she's telling a story about you know uh, 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 you know relationship shit. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. You know, it's, it's a hood dude and whatever. So they all can relate. The guy listening to that year. I played her, and then the girl's like, oh, it broke my heart. So it's a, it's a great, it's a hit record, right? Yeah. And it's already going. So I'm like, damn, uh, I need a remix. I'm preparing, right? So I'm like, you know what? I, I make this beat. It's like, uh, it still got some dope drums, but it's like R&B-ish, guitars, whatever, whatever. So I'm like, yo, um, come to the studio, uh, and let's record this so we can be ready, right? So, and I always, every time I get a chance to, 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 to take blame for this i always take the because it was unfair to her so um i we record that version she records it to that beat mm-hmm. in that key mm-hmm. right so the Diwali rhythm starts getting hot mm-hmm. right and i'm like the way i used to do it was i would i would put her on popular records so that while i'm djing i just slide it in it wouldn't really and I could test it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really also, sacrificing my gig. That is what she said. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so funny. So, um, so, so I'm like, yo, um, let's do some of the Dwali. The Dwali didn't have an instrumental. Mm-hmm. Well, they had a version, but it was horrible. It had horns and all kind of dumb shit in it. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck. Okay, I'm in the studio. So I, I sampled the clap. Just one clap, which is end up being one of my stupidest moves ever, because I could have just went in the booth and clap myself, mm-hmm. and wouldn't have to lose publishing. But whatever, we live and learn. <laughs> so, remember, this is just for the club. This was not intended to be a worldwide hit. Right. Yeah. So, I, I take the clap, I put it in the, in the MP in the two thousand, and I and I I I, I play replay it. So I got the groove going right. Um, we it's the simplest beat ever. Um, I do the drums, boom, 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 boom. I'm known for my drums, right? Yeah. yeah. So now this shit is knocking. It's like, oh, <laughs> damn, they blowing the fucking speaker. <laughs> and my 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 engineer at the time, good friend Ed Trendsetter, um, dope producer as well. We did the album together. He walks in. He's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and I'm like, yo, you know, play shit tonight at Humba. Yeah. That's what I wanted to do. Who am I? The club in the Bronx. Right? Yeah. So um, so I'm like, yo, yo, just 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 do just do a baseline. Dun dun. Just follow the drums. So he put the keyboard on. Dun dun. And I'm like, well, this shit is knocking. So I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I take the vocals from the remix that we've recorded. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm I'm not a real producer at the time. I'm a DJ. I'm going to just do a blend with it, right? What we do, we take an acapella, we put it on a beat, <laughs> it, it rocks, right? Yeah, so yeah. I'm not listening to key. I don't fucking know what a key is. I know we got a dope song. She Actually, recorded a dope record. You know who does know what a key is? Who? <laughs> Frank Nitty. Frank Nitty. <laughs> Yo, so yeah, you got to see him. He's, he's like, this is waiting for that. I yeah, love him. I love yeah. him. So, um, so, so I go and I, I take the acapella off of this record that's in another key and I put it on this fucking record I got something to play tonight right so I can play with the Dwali I played the record I got to I got to Roomba the record wasn't even mixed I got to Roomba at like 1030 because I wanted to play early see how it sounds there's two waitresses a busboy and maybe a security guard and I'm testing it by that time the hook came around again the girl was like what's that Mm. this guy was like yo 
I was like, oh shit. Monster. Why? Because we already had a hit record that was like, yo, Nori's on the remix, like crazy. And I'm like, it's going to kill it. I, I, th this record is going to kill this record. So now as the CEO of, a, what do you do? Right? It's a good yeah. problem, but it's a, it's a tough. Right. So I'm it's like, like having too much pitching. I'm like, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, so I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Play it. See what happens. Over. <laughs> Ball game. You feel me? And so that's, she, she took so much criticism and because she, she can't sing. She's all off key. Right? But she, she didn't know no better either. She didn't record her vocals to that beat. Right. Had she done that, we would have done it on key, obviously, but. I did that. Like, I did a DJ blend. That's what it was. But it was a monster. Me? Yeah. Right. But, That's the other but, thing. But for the purists, like for, for the R&B singers, they're like, oh, she's off key. This is, there was a bunch of hate on Lumi. Like, you know, she's 19. Yeah. They were coming for her. You know what I'm saying? Just because she had her record and people were just hating. But on top of that, that was always like that little angle. Like, oh, she she's singing off key. And and again, to this day, like, I, I take full blame for that because I didn't even know what I was doing. Mm -hmm. But... You know what? We 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 we're, we're good off of that. Right? I'm sorry you created a, a hit. Yeah, song. right. My yeah. bad. Right? <laughs> but also, like thing by the vocal, then it almost sounds like a freestyle record because it's off key. I am glad <laughs> you said that. Listen to me. So, I we we were we were, you know, like produce that producer has a freestyle artist, but that was like our lane. Like you know what? She's gonna she's gonna get that that audience. And it's crazy that you, it's almost like you fucking, you was in a room when I was talking about it years ago. Guess like, what? <laughs> I was there with Frank Nitty. Um, so, so, um, so, yeah, that, that was kind of her vibe and, and her writing, uh, exceptional writer, right? And that was the way, it, that's the felt, the texture of her voice. We never said she was Mariah Carey, yeah. but we, we can keep her in this little lane yeah. that it's going to work. And guess what? The people that buy records, they don't give three shits. They just want a melody, a nice beat, and they want to sing along. Yeah, yeah. when I downloaded it off of Napster, like, <laughs> yeah. I downloaded it, yeah. and I was happy with it. Yeah. Yo, so, so, you know. I mean, who that, who yeah. are some of the names who reached out just reacting to that record and like, yo, you're on to something and like, we need to work together? The whole, everybody. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I, I don't even, I, I would leave so many people out. Your phone wouldn't stop ringing. Your pager it, it wouldn't was, stop buzzing. It was that, that's you know that's when you realize the other side of of the the game, you know. And, and well, at that point too, they probably want you to recreate that, right? Oh no, I mean, listen, I, the infamous you know Puff, Puff Puff calls me, and he's like, you know, yo, we want to do a remix for for Missy, you know, for the Bad Boy soundtrack, and I'm like. Oh, it's great. <laughs> you know, our album comes out June 24th, right? The soundtrack comes out August, whatever. I'm like, perfect. I don't know no better. I don't see the move. This is Puff. Mm -hmm. the, 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 yeah. the, the ultimate kingpin gangster yeah. of yeah. the contract, right? So I'm excited, but at the same time, I'm like, you know what? Let me talk to, let me call the red phone. Let me call my guys. Yeah. And so I tell, you know, people what's going on. So when he calls me, I'm like, yo, how you got my number? I don't worry about that, Playboy. Ah, whatever, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, yo, um, I, yo, you know what? Let's talk about it. In his mind, he heard, okay, it's done. We're gonna <laughs> do it, right? So, after I figure out what what the move was, I'm like, oh, no, 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 we're not gonna do that. 
So I called him, yo, Puff, you know, nah, we ain't, you know. What you mean, man? <laughs> yeah, you said you was going, ah, he started going crazy on me. I had the phone up. I had to bang it on him. Pause. I had to yeah, hang up. And I'm yeah. like, yo, Puff, like, come on, man. Like, you know? So that was a legendary phone because he's like, yo, I'm saying, oh, you, I get Sherry Dennis to just cover the shit. And you know what I mean? And, 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 and gangster you like that. I was like, Puff, I will send you the session <laughs> so that you can try to cover this record. Like, yeah. no one's going to sound like Lumi. You know what I mean? Like, I dare you. To, you're going to look crazy doing that. Yeah. yeah, so just it just is what it is. Like you know what I mean? My bad, and and, and you know we we just can't do it. Yeah, and he was like, "You right, you right, you right." <laughs> and whatever. So everybody was calling from all over. I, I got a I got a song with Paulina Rubio for crying out loud. Really? You know who Paulina Rubio is? Yeah. Sure. Well, yeah. she I she 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 was supposed to be like the new the new new right? Crazy. Yeah. She's legendary. Like she was in Queens in our studio. Like I I, I bought her grapes. Cheese and shit. <laughs> like, what do you get, a person of that caliber? Like, crackers, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it, it got crazy. And, and you know what? The the experience was 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 awesome. I learned so much. Seeing the world, um, you know, continue to see the world. Met so many great people and just just learned from it. And 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 when when we you know when when we were on when we went our separate ways, it was like, all right, you know, it is what it is. My daughter was actually. Uh, about to be born at the same time hmm. so it was kind of like a blessing in disguise and I'm like you know what I need to slow it up anyway like mm -hmm. I need to you know so around two years 2003 four, 2005 2006 I uh, a good friend of mine that knows me since I was like five years old that used to hang on my older brother by the name of Voice of Harlem he has a record called Chicken Noodle Soup that he's on mm -hmm. DJ Webstar right yeah. on Webstar's record yeah. so I was part of this uh, legendary basketball tournament called Together We Chill. Shout out to G. Bush. Shout out to Big Dot. On East, on East Harlem, we did that tournament for like 19 years. At that time, it was the number one tournament, 2008, 2009. Um, Pop Champagne, I broke that record there. I broke <laughs> many records there. And so I was, I'm in that culture. I'm, I'm in the basketball, street basketball. I'm in that culture. So, and I know Voice. He's family. So I'm I'm sitting there, I'm looking at this, I'm like, he got no idea. He has no idea what, what they really want to do. So I put him to the side, I'm like, listen, man, I know you don't even know what ASCAP is. Mm. So I'm going to meet me in the morning, take you to ASCAP, get your business right. Was he a BMI guy? He was, he was <laughs> no, he was no, none. He didn't know nothing. So I'm like, you need your own record. This is not a group. You think it's not that. Webb is going to do his thing. And everybody going to do their thing. You need your own record. He's like, well, I don't, I don't know how to record. Like, I just went in the booth one time and I did something. I left. That was chicken noodle soup. I was like, just, just come and I'm going to produce the record. I just need you to show up. So he shows up. Now, at the time, no music. That was the thing in Harlem, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at this and I'm like, okay, this is a record. Like, why nobody, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm like, I already know the record that we're going to make. So voice comes. This is how God works. I, I had a beat I made for Nori. And I sent it to him. He didn't like it. 
I had that beat in my iTunes, and I put five beats on iTunes to burn a CD for Voice of Harlem. You know iTunes, when you gotta ch- when you check off something, it mm-hmm. won't burn it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that beat was a six beat, and I thought I checked it off, and I didn't. So it was on the CD. I would have never given him that beat. It just doesn't sound like fun. It don't sound like it. So to, to this day, I credit him for that. <laughs> He calls me the next day, yo, I want to use the, the beat number six. I'm like, there ain't no number six. What are you bugging the phone with you? I play the CD. I'm like, dad? I'm like, that's, that's not even for you. Like, it, you know what? Bring the fucking beat. Yeah. Sure enough, I put the beat up. I go, okay, you know what? Go in the booth. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a record you four times for four minutes. Say, because he's very good at... Uh, off the top of his head. He doesn't write shit. Mm-hmm. Now he probably writes whatever. Yeah. He goes and he's just saying all kind of shit. Dope <laughs> lines. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> he comes back out. He's sitting there. I st- so what you guys know as uh, No Music or, or Hall of March, mm-hmm. those verses, that's like a line from the first take, <laughs> another line from the fourth. It's like Frankenstein. Yeah. Like, yeah. And he'll tell you the story. By the time I finished creating these verses, he was like, yo, what the fuck you just did? I was like, I produced the fucking rap. Like, this is what we do. Yeah. This is the magic. You feel me? Like, people don't come in there. Some people do, some people don't. So I structured a record, and I'm like, yo, that's the hook. He was like, well, I'm going to do the fucking hook. The next day I play it at Kingdom, to this day, legend, classic record. No one knows I did it, right? Hence the documentary, Who Was Ted Smooth? Yeah. Although he says my name in the beginning of the record. Yeah. Ted Smooth Straight Face, you remember? Along with, which ends up being my tagline. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All because I didn't check that fucking, right? So this is why I'm so, I'm so hard. Like, these things are happening and it's like, it's God's doing, man. Like, these opportunities, it's crazy. I don't check that record. That record never had. It doesn't exist. Think about that. Crazy. You know what I'm saying? So... At the end of the day, you know, that, that to this day, that, that record is, I, I have teacher friends of mine that randomly call me like this fucking record. The kids, they come out of recess, they don't want to play basketball, yeah. what they want to do. <laughs> they want to dance for an hour like, you're my bad, like, whatever. It's just a legendary record. Yeah. And um, I think this year was the 10-year the anniversary, but I got a little busy, but next year I'm going to... I never put that record out. It's never been officially out. Right. Like, it's an original beat. I own the record. Like, it's never been out. Yeah. So, I'm like, you know what? I think it's time to to get a few uh, movie placements or, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. Like, yeah. the beat is a classic fucking record. So, you know, I'm going to do that. Um, and that's it. I mean, we uh, I've done many records. Uh, you know, and, and you're the remix king. I mean, yeah. You said it. I, not, not just me, but Eric, you made it up. I, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. What set the standard for you? Well, again, this all goes back to the to the era, to the era of the pressure of, you know, the mixtapes. When you, when you putting out a mixtape and SNS got one out, Dua got one out, Kick Capri got one out, Brucey got one out, Star Child got one out, Double R got one. How is your mixtape gonna survive? Chill with an East Side. I could go on for days. Triple C. Mm-hmm. What Ron G, what mm-hmm. de- what defined the mixtapes was the first record, that first that blend the intro whatever you did on the top of that C- of that mixtape determined which mixtape 
Rock and Will was going to call you for or which mixtape was going to run the summer. So that pressure, and again, I'll take it even further, the pressure of the sports, that pr- I, I was immune to pressure a long time ago. So it was like, <laughs> I, know, I know what the fuck I got to do. Y'all niggas just thinking about it. Anything in life, you're judged on. Anybody could get lucky win the lotto. Can you win it twice? Can you do it three times? Can you do it again? <laughs> One more time. Yeah. So my consistency is what made my lane, made the crown fit the right way. Yeah. Because you, you, that's what people care about. I don't care. You had a good podcast. What's the next podcast? Right. They don't care. Right. So uh, People love our podcast every week. <laughs> Either way, you have replay value. <laughs> so, so... So I, I bring I, I bring that into the into the answer because I've been able to the hardest thing to do is to make something that's already great better, right? So I've been able to consistently do that, and it's almost like I mean, you talk to Mano, he's like you, you, you're the re what he calls me the the re the re <laughs> re reinvigorator he, he just says a funny word <laughs> um but it's like <clears throat> it's a real difficult thing to do and love on top was already a hit record mm-hmm. how do you make <laughs> that better it's beyonce we talk about beyonce right. here. yeah you feel me to be able to do that mind you before that it was blame it blame it was a hit record already to make a better I mean, shout to shout to Jamie Foxx. Yeah, right. You don't hear that regular record no more. It's crazy, and I've been able to do that time and time again. Adorn, mm-hmm. Puff is a smart fucking guy. Yeah, wait. So when you're doing these records, do who reaches out to you, <coughs> or are you just like I fuck with that record and I'm gonna do it, and then hopefully they like it. I'm gonna answer that, but let me just say why I say Puff is a smart guy. Okay, because. I sent that to Puff because of the music that I used. And I told Puff, I said, yo, I don't want Diddy on this record. I want Puff, mm. daddy. Mm. I want nigga I know. Mm-hmm. Put the toothpick in you. Go to the booth. I need that. He mm-hmm. was like, I got you, playboy. <laughs> but then he's smart enough to know that French Montana mm-hmm. <laughs> is his artist. And I wake up to a call at 6 in the morning. Yo, playboy, <laughs> I got something for you. And his friend's <laughs> laughing. Hey. <laughs> no, they just got on a fucking bomb. You yeah, feel I me? Mean? Yeah. When I put that record out, Miguel's record was already number one. <laughs> and we almost shot the video, but Puff had the accident with his leg somewhere fuck he was. And we was going to go to Atlanta. It was the whole thing. And we never got to do it. That would have been amazing. Miguel's like, yo, this shit is fire. Yeah. So that's why I say Puff is smart because he is. Yeah. Sometimes... Show up to the club and, and it's a bag of money, and they're like, "Yo, we, okay." I mean, I've had to meet certain people in certain places. Yo, go see my man. Mm-hmm. That's how we do. I, I do that business too, no mm-hmm. problem. Mm-hmm. And then you have uh, Beyonce, right? So I go and I do that remix, and I kind of know that record labels like to get the most spins on certain weekends. Am I messing up with this bang on the table? Okay, no. <laughs> so um. So I'm like, you know what? I've done a few things for be, you know, in be, you know, using Beyonce stuff and whatever. I said this one, yeah, this one, they're gonna have to call me. Mm-hmm. And I kind of set it up where I mm-hmm. gave the, that remix to five DJs, <laughs> and they 
And I had a conversation with them. I was like, listen, I'm going to give y'all this record because everybody wants it. You can't give it to nobody. Because if I hear somebody with a record, I know it's one of y'all five, and I'm coming to fight one of y'all five dudes. Right. Mm -hmm. So work with me because I'm trying to do something here. They're like, yo, we just want it. They go crazy for a week. Ah. <laughs> Lo and behold, like, shout to Footy, my nigga Footy from Sony. Thursday, before he's like, yo. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, <laughs> we need that record, man. Like, and I'm like, what you talking about? He's like, yo, come on, you know, you got. I said, Footy, I gotta come in the office, man. Because that's all. That's all they hear on the we, radio. We got. We gotta have a sit down. You know, say he's like, yo, I don't care. I just need to get you in the office. <laughs> I go to the office, and they serve you with a C and D. And I go in the office, and oh no, they were smart. I go in the office, and uh, I yell it. Shout out, yell it. Uh, super cool. I had done business with her already, so she was like, okay, man, what's up? Like, what are we going to do? And I'm like, yo, like, you know. So she calls some other older black lady. I don't even know who she was. She walks into the room. She has a fur on. She's a good-looking lady, too. She walks was in. Was it Beyonce? It wasn't Beyonce. It okay. wasn't her mother, either. I was just going to say, yeah. yeah <laughs> so yeah. she walks in, and she's like, you know, because I sampled the Kizo Kane, and that's like a big roller skin, but it's a Chicago record. So I think she was She was like, what you know about that? <laughs> and I was like, I obviously know about it. If I, if I used it, and yeah. put it on the record. So she's like, takes her, she takes her fur off. She starts doing a little dance. She's like, oh, we need this. <laughs> she takes her coat. She says, just give him whatever. Just give him whatever whatever it is. Right? So I'm like, oh, whatever it is. Okay. So I write down whatever it is. <laughs> she goes, okay, you heard her. She goes, we're going to call you tomorrow. We got to send it to Beyonce just so she can approve it, da, 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 whatever. The next day, she loves it. <laughs> It's the official remix. So Crazy. Just for the record. Because, yo, is it official? Yeah, like, Beyonce. Beyonce I don't play that. Beyonce. <laughs> All right. We got to sign off. We got to make. So she uses that to shows and shit like that. So it's, I mean, it's 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 a real, it's a remix, but it's really a classic record. Like yeah. it's, a, it's a record. It's, it's you know, shout to Jermaine Dupree, but it, 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 it has taken the Jagged Edge, Let's Get Married record. It's like. Love on top is the re is the wedding record. It's just it's classic. You can't, you know. So, so that's how it be happening. Sometimes, you know, a Buster calls. Mm -hmm. Yo, you Buster got the album coming out with Samsung. Yo, we need joint. Okay, first single, bang. Oh, by the way, I got this other beat. Get Gucci Man on it. Boom, second single. It's relationships. It's yeah. Does Buster only call at three o'clock in the morning from an unlisted <laughs> number? Buster only calls from three to three forty-five in the morning, no matter where he's at. But let me tell you how real Buster rhymes is. I did the Lady Gaga uh, just dance as the remix for that, and he was in Belgium on his tour bus, and I called him. I didn't know where he was. He was like, "Yo, as soon as I get off the bus, I'm a party that." <laughs> you know, and he's Buster. Right? He's yeah, but he, he's he's very. His feet are very. Uh, very much underground mm -hmm. and he knows what it is so shout out to everybody I mean I'm blessed man like Vado Swiss Alicia Keys like yeah. Alicia yeah, Keys did the no one I did no one Cassidy you know Swiss boom and she's like yo I love it can you please allow me to play the piano that's all I want to do I'm like where do you want me to ship the piano to you know what I mean so so Come on, man. Yeah. That's, that's, that's blessings right there. So she played the actual piano on that remix. Crazy. I, I don't forget shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's endless. I, I came bearing gifts. You guys each have <laughs> your own Tesmo USB card. Thank it you has so much. 
all the remixes on it, all the mixtapes. And and the Latin Quarter recording. And the Latin Quarter Listen, recording. By the way, you know what Latin Quarter is now? What? A Rite Aid. Yeah, <laughs> a big Rite Aid. Yeah. A big Rite Aid. Yo, Ted Smooth, your name is good in these streets, but you're always Star Toss, all right? becomes a brand. Yo, Ted, thank you so much for coming through. We appreciate you. Yes, sir. We appreciate you. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this new episode of A Waste of Time with It's The Real. Jeff, if you want to find out more about us, we are It's The Real. If people want to find out more about this podcast, A Waste of Time with It's The Real, if people want to find out which one of us is Jeff and which one of us is Eric, where can they go? You can go and find us in the Poconos. That's where we will be for Thanksgiving. So fuck you to Aruba, Jamaica, who I want to take you. We will be in the Poconos. If you want to find our podcast, we are on SoundCloud.com slash A Waste of Time. We are also on iTunes. Search for A Waste of Time, but it's the real. If you want to find our music, it is on SoundCloud.com slash It's the Real. It is also on all streaming services, including Spotify. Search for Teddy Bear Fresh by It's The Real. If you want to find us on Instagram at It's The Real, Facebook at It's The Real, Twitter at It's The Real. We are also on Snapchat at It's It's The Real and on Twitch at It's The Real, It's The Real. We haven't used Twitch yet, but we have our name there. Jeff, you know this podcast is not going anywhere, not even to the Poconos, unless we tell people to spread the word. Jeff, who would you like to shout? I want to shout out Raj. As in, at one fresh fella on Twitter who said, Y'all are the truth. I met Jeff in some random New York club over the summer, and it was almost more impactful than meeting Heatmakers that same weekend at the opening of the Fool's Gold Store. Well, that's very nice. That is very nice. I would like to shout out Jeff Charlie Marley, at Los Def underscore. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he said, so I was skimming through to see what I was listening to next and noticed you guys actually got Big Face Gary on the podcast. Fucking amazing. Side note, I'm like 20 episodes in. Here's to another 20 and another 20 after that. Guys, we really, really appreciate you. We are so thankful for all of you. Have a great Thanksgiving with all of your families or without your families or whatever you're doing. Not for real, for real. Sure, sure. We'll see you guys next week. Brrrat.